Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fire in the Dark. I'm your host and GM, Jamie Wolf, and I'm joined by these fantastic scoundrels. Say hello, scoundrels. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. And today we bring you uh, episode two of Fire in the Dark with our Murmur Venture project. But before we really get started, we got a couple of uh, very special announcements. First things first, uh, we are raising money today for Our Justice. Uh, Our Justice is an organization that helps raise money for reproductive health and for bodily autonomy rights in the wake of everything that's going on, which I'm sure you're aware if you've been paying attention in the news, we are doing our part to try to help people have access to the resources they need. Uh, to that end, we will be having several giveaways today, three of which have already been triggered thanks to generous donations we got before the stream even started uh, this week. So uh, we will be giving away a PDF copy of Blades in the Dark, the wonderful game that you've you've been getting to watch us uh, play here, as well as a gift card to Wormwood. Was that correct? Wormwood uh, to Wormwood Gaming and a uh, gift card to Found Familiar Coffee. And then those are the giveaways we've already triggered. If we reach our goal, we also have a giveaway for a hard copy, a, a physical copy of Blades in the Dark. So, you know, push those incentives, push up that goal and help us raise uh, a little bit of money to get out there and help people. Beyond that, uh, as you've seen, we, we've had a, a few little technical bits and bobbles here. We might have a tech thing that happens somewhere in the middle, uh, just based on some snafus that are going on. If that happens, stream will probably cut and restart. Uh, I would say expect like a five minute gap in there as just OBS has been very wonky and might crash. So we might have to reset a few things, um, but before we begin, allow my scoundrels once more to introduce themselves, starting uh, going in the order that we went last time. Parker. Hi, uh, my name is Parker. I play Asher Claw, aka Spectre, and my pronouns are she, they. Rue. Hello, my name is Rue. I use they or he pronouns, and I'm playing Silas Crow Heartroot, who uses he or Z pronouns. Cole. Hi there, y'all. I am Cole. My pronouns are he, him, they, them. And I am playing Tristero Wax Valentine, also using the same pronouns. And last but never least, John. Hello, I'm John Downey, uh, he, him, and I will be playing Mort the Mouth Morrison, who is also he, him. Absolutely brilliant. And of course, as I said, I'm Jamie Wolf. I'm your GM. Don't mind me, I'm just, you know, the voice in the background telling the story while they actually make it. But to that end, why don't we talk a little bit about what happened last time with our scoundrels? Ugh. A rather daring <laughs> endeavor and job for which they were well compensated and well paid, but a break into Ironhook Prison, one that they took a two-pronged attack going for both a social and infiltration route and meeting in the middle to break out not only Skag the Knife, but also a former commander of Mort's and having freed them from Ironhook with minimal losses, rest in peace, Jeff, uh, 
Oh, yes. Um, having garnered uh, not just coin for themselves for this, but also a potential future favor from a powerful ally in the form of Echo and the Damned. And, not to mention, a hell of a reputation for daring endeavors having undergone uh, such a prison break. In the weeks come to follow from that, we have our fantastic scoundrels getting everything ready um, in order to launch their actual venture. The kind of reason behind all of this, the Murmur Venture Project, the, I guess you could call it the, the drug, the foundation of their idea, uh, leaning on Archibald, Archie, their patron, uh, who has been providing a lot of the resources and knowledge for actually forming this with the intent of pushing pyro, the dangerous drug, also known as Formula 451, off the streets for the pyrotechnics and rather volatile fires that it has been causing throughout the streets, either through the powers that it gives people with control over the ghost field to project fiery energy or through spontaneous combustion through overdose. And I will take this moment to remind you that we will have, we of course have um, content warnings for this game that are in the chat uh, and usually pop up on screen at various times. So keep that in mind. Uh, if this is not your subject matter, we invite you to maybe take a break and check out some of the other fantastic shows like Denari's Half Dozen that happen here on the Huntsman's Hydra. But where we pick up is once more in the floating headquarters of the Murmur Venture Project. Their boat canaled just to the south of Charter Hall and a little bit ways away from Six Towers. There has been some talk of perhaps moving it in the wake of, you know, Echo having come on board. Uh, conversations that are still being had and some rather uh, mm, pointed looks at Archie for his invitation. But to say all is well isn't necessarily the case. But inside that house, we find ourselves once more gathered round the table and the map of Duskfall, Mort the Mouth, sitting uh, in his chair, mm, crumbs kind of in his beard as he starts to pull out his uh, comb and as he leans back in the chair. Uh, sitting in the rafters are Crow and Asher, both snacking on delicious pastries because on the table next to the map is a half-eaten <laughs> box of beignets. And of course, hovering over it, with an equal amount of crumbs in his beard is Tristero as he taps his, his sometimes a pen, sometimes a knife, but ever useful uh, tool against the table, thinking uh, over the next course of action. And of course, their nervous patron, Archie, who's twiddling his bow tie a little bit and, and stretching it and sweating perhaps a little bit more than usual. <clears throat> Right, yes. Um, so, how is everyone today? Uh, Mort immediately stands up <clears throat> and walks over to Archie and, like, reaches into his pocket, like, very slowly but deliberately, and pulls out a fountain pen and hands it to Archie. <laughs> Until the fountain pen comes out, Archie is just like slowly shrinking until the fountain pen actually comes out. Just, oh, 
Thank you. It's a it's a gift. I appreciate that, Mort. Truly. You're How welcome. Thoughtful. And just turns slowly and goes back to sit down. Wonderful. Um, thank you. You look like you've seen a ghost, Professor. Well, it is duskfall, isn't it? <laughs> Perhaps uh, I, I had a, a run-in with the weeping lady somewhere in Six Towers as I was journeying about. Uh, who's to say? <clears throat> but regardless, the, the lot of you have... have performed quite admirably, might I say, a uh, bit of a, a daring show, shall we say, on that last job. <sighs> I respect it, of course, of course. Um, you keep finding really interesting jobs for us. You know that, right? I do my best. But I regret to inform you that this next job may Test the very limits of your skills. Um, I thought we were kind of set up. Ow. Also, also rude. We're really skilled in various ways. I, I we're incredibly. Uh, I mean, we're we, we can hold our own, but at yeah. the same time, like I thought we were pretty much like ready to roll. No, like we've got. Yes. We well, have everything that's... we need to start this operation. Exactly. Well, we we have everything we need to start the operation. Which is why your next job is hosting a party for investors and distributors. Your, your job for us is to host a party? It might be the most important job we've had to date, actually. Nothing can make or break an enterprise of this scale more than the people who are interested in it. Right. But have you met us? You you are we supposed to be at the party? Yes. Yes, you are kind of the you know, the core of this whole operation. They they kind of do want to see what they're putting their money and their their, their resources behind in terms of of distribution. This is why I said this would test the limits of your skills. Because I know your skills. Maybe well, you don't. Maybe we are very good at hosting parties and we just don't invite you to them. I feel slightly left out. I'm joking. We don't have parties. I didn't think you did, but like, still, cut me to my core there, bro. <laughs> um, really shouldn't make assumptions about us. You don't know I, what we get up to. I do have your dossiers. Uh, gathered for me by the lovely wax over here, so I at least can make some kind of um, assumptions. Mm. You know right. what they say about those, yeah? <laughs> uh, I've, so I've been told. Uh, how are the beignets, by the way? <laughs> All of us eating them? Asher, <laughs> meanwhile, like, in the rafters along upside with Crow, just kind of goes over just so I'm hovering above Archie at this point, and I tap it a little bit so some of the powdered sugar falls off <laughs> and onto Archie's shoulder. Mm, it did good. Just make sure you keep it up, all right? Yes. Uh, sure. 
Absolutely. Mm. I think out of a day's wax just kind of comes out because, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the beignets, Archie. That, that was really polite of you. Um, yeah, sales. I... An another memory just flashed back in the back of Wax's head going, oh, God, sales, not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I have yes. to work retail. No, thank you. This job is going to push your ability to improvise. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yes, he's uh, like, yes, I, I actually got a, a discount on the beignets as I got them from the coffee shop about three blocks down. Um, right. Re-examines oh. the beignets. Oh, God. Did you see our friend there? I don't think they run the front of the mm. business, as they say. Mm. Um, but I did, uh, I was kindly welcomed and given a, a, a notable discount. And a free cup of coffee. So, anyway, uh, right. But I do, in fact, know your skills. I know what your applicable, available, uh, how you work in general. I know that perhaps these kinds of social organizations aren't exactly your forte, but securing lines of distribution are incredibly important. And I have prepared basic dossiers on the most notable figures who are going to be there to pay attention to. So, um, I imagine you will likely want to gather information on your own time prior to the, uh, endeavor, but, uh, Allow me to kind of quickly run down the list for you. Um, we have uh, Mother Naya from the House of the Weeping Lady is coming. Um, she's one of those individuals who helps to provide succor and comfort, sometimes in more ways than one is the thing. Um, we also have uh, Nessa, who is the leader of the Grey Cloaks. If you're not familiar, the Grey Cloaks are a faction who are disgraced bluecoats who run a uh, pit fighting ring. Uh, and as you probably expect, a pit fighting ring, a, a system of pit fighting rings is a, a great place for the distribution of our product. Um, we have um, Helene, the proprietor of the Silver Stag Casino. Um, who, uh, as you'd expect, uh, in a town such as this, especially in Silkshore, casino life is also going to be a, a prime market for our ventures. We also have Jeremaha coming, apparently. I didn't send an invitation. She sent notice that she'd be coming. If you don't know who Jeremaha is, she's the leader of the Hive. I must ask, Professor, where are we having this party? You did not invite them here again, did you? Oh, no, yeah. no. I, of course, but not make the same mistake twice. Um, I have rented a space uh, that is designed for luxury of this kind in Silkshore, um, is the thing. Um, that is not everyone who's coming, though. We still have two other individuals who are showing up. 
in terms of generalized distribution, just uh, street side outside of what we will be running on our own time, I've also invited um, Lissa, the current reader of the leader of the Crows in Crow's Foot. Okay. And last, but notably, not least, we have a friend from the stranger side of things who's interested in our formula and seeing it find its way to some of the darker depths of Dostfall. So I do expect you all to be on your absolute best behavior for Lord Scarlock. You, you're talking about the Lord who, my understanding is no one fucks with him because he may or may not be a vampire. I don't know the rumors. You but... know, the rumors vary. Vampire, soul tied to a demon, found the the secret to immortality alongside the emperor himself. Yeah. It varies. It varies. Uh, the man so powerful has said that he could take on a horde of thirty single-handedly. Right. Oof. So, going to be quite the party. Anybody yeah. else we need to know about? Those are the notable names. Of course, uh, there will be other individuals in attendance, not to mention uh, their own attaches. Entourage type deal, yeah. No, that yeah, makes sense. that they bring along with uh, everyone else. Uh, oh, yeah. I've invited a few uh, runners of various houses of pleasure in Silkshore, as you'd imagine. Uh, I've invited a few uh, of the notable uh, den smokehouse den runners of uh, Charterhouse for a lot of the student population that um, lives in that area. These right, are just so the most important names. Overall attendance, how many are we thinking? Uh, 20. Right. The tops, probably. Okay. Uh, Entertainment, say... food, catering. Have we thought of the whole thing? Do we have a budget? Are we... Have you really planned this out, Archie? Okay. Uh, I see where you're going with this. You, Lord, uh, are there largely to, to mingle and make sure that things go well with the investors. I have handled catering. That's... And it is, it is up to date. It is the prime... Luxury. It is. It is what is in season for this year. Uh, decorations, decor has been handled. Uh, we've gone with something simple yet elegant, kind of a thing. Like we, we don't want to be flashy a show. We're not mm -hmm. that kind of individuals. We're, we're just trying to keep show that we're running. Uh, we're not overspending money because we don't want okay. to show the investors that like oh, we're going to be flaunting it everywhere, kind of a thing, wasting cash. We've gone for something simple yet leaves an impression kind of a thing. Um, there will be uh, servants and the like, uh, wait staff that are, are working to, to run things, so you don't have to worry about that. You, you won't be working in that vein. Your job is just to keep the distributors and investors happy. So where are the entertainment? Got it. Ah, well, there's a band. 
It'll be a band. Oh, good. Oh, fun. Like, I've got, I've got a band. Some Archie, kind of a... I, th- I think you missed your calling, Archie. Like, why are you a professor? You really should be in events, it sounds like. I... Look, professor, events, generally, it's all the same thing. Managing a rowdy group of individuals trying to get uh, a, a class organized and make sure that everything gets everything in on time. It's, it's, it's all the same, really. Um... We should sit on one of your classes at some point, really see you in your <gasps> element. Yes. What do you even teach? I teach um, esoteric mathematics. I, I, I teach, um, you know, the theory of, of numbers at the heart of the universe and how mathematics can shape and warp the ghost field. Oh, fun. Hmm. Sounds like I would not understand it. Uh, perhaps you should sit in sometime then. You, it seems up your vein, uh, honestly. Um, but let's be honest. Uh, my, you'd probably, you all lot would probably find my classes dull. It's, at the end of the day, it's mathematics. It's formulas and the like. Um, just because I find it fascinating doesn't mean it's for everyone. Um, but I have prepared very basic dossiers on these notable individuals who will be there. If you need questions or concerns from me, uh, you can find me, of course, as usual in my office, but the event in question is in two nights hence. Well, nights being relative, of course, it's always night here, but in, 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 in two passes of the clock. Um... So prepare yourselves and and do try to wear something nice, I suppose. Um, Are you implying what we wear isn't nice? I'm implying what... Oh, uh, yes. No, I am implying that, actually. <laughs> I, I am implying that, actually. What all of you wear is not necessarily on the upper scale of things. Um, just because I don't think it's, you know, practical in your line of work. Hardly going to do you much good to have tail, a tailcoat when you're trying to sneak and disappear into the night. Do you have a wardrobe for us, or do we need to go out and get something? I... He looks down at his tweed jacket and bow tie uh, and, and his, his slacks. I don't think I'm the best example here, honestly. Uh, uh, maybe ask I'm... Tristero. Tristero's got friends in low and high places. We can work something out. I, I think I can get this covered for us. Thank you, Axe. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's uh, all the food is covered. All the food is covered. All the drinks are covered. Everything is is head. It would be a lovely assortment of hors d'oeuvres, as well as some some very light kind of finger foods. Uh, something none too filling. It's kind of that that either pre or post dinner kind of fare. The snacky. There'll be some small desserts and the like. Just things that don't require forks that can be easily eaten and carried around well if there uh if we ever we don't have a lot of time for this for this one but in the future if we ever have a situation like this i have a i have a really nice lemon bar recipe i would love to get your lemon bar recipe more actually 
Uh, and in fact, perhaps in the future, should something, because let's be honest, having events of this kind is comes in the nature of our business at this point. Uh, networking, making connections. Mm. Perhaps I can connect you to however uh, our caterer and you can you can work with them. I don't I mean, I don't know that I have uh, have the time for that, but the, but uh, lemon bars, I can do I can do lemon bars um, okay. with time. I appreciate the effort you're putting into this endeavor. Just want to do everything I can. Brilliant. <laughs> well, as I said, you can find me in my office, as spoken, if you have any questions for me or you need anything from me. Otherwise, I'll let you do your thing. Uh, oh, I will say... Uh, one of the other reasons I'm obviously trusting this to you is I can't actually be there, uh, unfortunately. Not to say that I'm I'm afraid to show my face in public. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm not afraid to associate my face with this endeavor. No, no, no. Uh, but I do actually have a conference. I, I actually have a conference. Archie, why does it sound like you're lying to us? Um, probably because I'm always nervous. Purpose. Mm. It's because I'm well, always nervous. Mm. To to be fair, to be fair, Asher, there's an off chance that because of the people we're meeting, a lot of people are gonna have knives and guns, and it would be really it would be a kindness if Archie had a you know a couple degrees of distance from us just for safety reasons. That's fine. Which is a good time to bring up, hey, Archie, what would you like us to refer you as outside of the distributing manufacturer? Ooh, this is yeah. a good time oh. for you to come up with your own alias. You need a nickname. Ah. Oh, I I suppose I do. Um, uh, why don't you, you call always, me? Hmm? I said you could always just go with the professor. It is very mysterious. It, it, you know, it, it is very mysterious. I just, I don't want to potentially be... People, if I call myself the professor, the first place someone might look is the academy. Is the thing. Yeah. Mm, the if, what if you just call me the purveyor? Also mysterious. Fair enough. Mm. Right. Give it an eight out of ten. I, well, you know that's you know a low B, so I'll take it. Um, you don't want you don't want an A. If you get an A, then people start trying to find you and pick a fight with you. You know what? Valid. Uh, right. Well, again, I will let you all do your thing, as they say, and uh, take my leave. Um, Mort, he also uh, kind of pats Mort on shoulder. Good to see that you're doing better with your seasickness. And then he steps down off the off the, off the boat. Mm-hmm. Thank Bye, you again Archie. for the beignets. I'll, I'll bring more. Maybe maybe next time croissants. Sure, yeah. just keep feeding us. <laughs> was a bunch of college students just keep bringing us food. <laughs> That's really what they say us. I was feeling better about the boat, and then he brought it up, and now oh, I'm thinking no. about it. Oh, now I think about the beignets again. They were mm. good. They were yummy. I'm mm. very interested in your lemon square recipe there, more. Not that I want to try baking whatsoever, but oh, mm. Mm. if you ever need a, somebody to test taste test, I'm. Very happy. I would need uh I would need an oven. Um yeah, and we don't have that on this, do we? But 
as soon as we get an oven, first thing. All right. When it can be the uh, the celebration for when we expand our base. On the chessboard, okay. right behind the table, Easy. there's like, like a list of like various <laughs> things we need: bathroom, quarters. Wax goes up and just writes oven, not even kitchen, oven, oven, <laughs> bathroom, quarters, oven, laundry. <laughs> yeah. Ah, we can just dump it in the canal. Anyway. <laughs> so, what's the plan at this point? I assume, as y'all are want to do, that you're interested in gathering information. But... Yeah. Yeah. Who? So, who do we want to aim for? I guess, like, who do we want to schmooze the most? Because mm -hmm. that's. I'm assuming this is just this is schmooze sh schmooze the RPG at this point. <laughs> Well, I figured, yeah, who do we want to get the most information on so we know how to, like, strategically suck up to them? That's what I figure this is. Yeah. <laughs> My first thought was the, uh, uh, Helene of the casino. Do we know, like, what, what kind of casino that is? Like, I'm assuming Asher knows. Well, you know, one of you knows that casino very intimately, <laughs> yes, in fact, yes, right. actually. <laughs> Yeah, that one uh, made uh, Asher very happy. Let's just say that much. <laughs> one of those, it, Helene might be one of you's vice purveyor. <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking if it's like a if it's a higher class kind of casino, then it might be a good uh, that might be a good way to get a few high roller uh, uh, customers uh, as opposed to like low roller like a, a larger mass of low rollers it could go for a few a few high rollers but if it's kind of a seedy casino then that's that's not necessarily a bad person to go for still but it's different um well actually uh asher you would know that the silver stag casino caters to Many a types of individuals, it has its exclusive high-rolling VIP sections. It's got its general tables that a lot of the common people... It is kind of the people's casino. It is a large, maybe the largest casino in Silkshore. That's why Helene herself was actually targeted. Uh, and it is kind of one of those things where a little bit of everybody goes there at some point or another. Everything, if you're interested in coin and you're interested in the hands of fate, you eventually trickle down your way to the Silver Stag. All right, so Silver Stag's gonna be a bit of a broad stroke of everybody, but that means they're gonna be, Helene's gonna be one of the most connected people as well. So I think that's gonna be somebody that we want to make sure we do have information on, not for personal reasons at all whatsoever. I am more than happy to make good friends with Helene during the party. Just saying. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, other people that caught my eye, uh, the person from the hive. Mm. We yeah, that sounded like fun. They just are attending without an invitation. I love it. Yeah. Don't we, ha don't we have a connection to the hive? You do. You actually you like have a, a you have a plus two with the hive. Yeah. Y'all were very insistent on getting in good with them, which is why Jera has decided to attend of her own volition. Love that for us. 
which is probably in your benefit because the hive is a tier four distribution network of resources. Oh yeah. That's why we didn't want to piss them off. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. We should definitely have someone, maybe not smoothing too much because that might actually annoy them, but at yeah. least ensuring, you know, everything's okay. They find stuff enjoyable. Maybe giving them a free sample of the product too, just to kind of get that idea in their head that we are to their benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, another person that caught my eye is the leader of the crows showing up mm. with th the crows of course being known for extortion rackets mm. concerns me <laughs> but that could also be we get a, another team of security to help ensure everything's going around like all of our shipments are protected I if we want to go that route. I think the crows might be more important to less so necessarily get ourselves on our, on their good side and more just make sure we are not on their bad side. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's generally going to be the play for a lot of these folks that show up here. Just as long as we don't piss them off and we make them happy. I think we'll hopefully be okay. The crows, you would be aware of this. Asher, actually. Uh, the Crows also run a gambit of illegal gambling dens throughout Crow's Foot, is the oh, thing. Yeah. Which is why they would also be uh, a good distributor. Yeah. The one that concerns me the most, I think, might be Lord Scurlock. The Grey Cloaks are fine. They're just, they're just cops who lost their badge. Which, mm -hmm. actually, now that I think about it, might be worse. Uh, every time... Lord Skurlock gets mentioned. Uh, Asher, because you're sitting next to yeah. Crow, you can watch as, like, visibly he, like, tenses. Yeah, all right there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> it's just that every time we talk about Lord Skurlock... Skurlock? Is that the name? Skurlock. I'm getting Skurlock. that correct, right? Yes, okay. Yeah, yes. His, his name is Skurlock, yes. Right. Anybody familiar with this Skurlock? Gent, no? Crow? Mm, nothing but terrible things on my end. He's... We have run in similar circles, and uh, our paths have crossed more than a couple of times. Wait, in like the school circles or like the weird circles? The weird circles. I don't think he goes to school. Okay. Crap. Or oh, if he did, it was a very long time ago. That's Wax. concerning. As uh, Crow and Asher are talking, Wax has gone over to the chalkboard, drawn three block, uh, three squares, and row under each: vampire, immortal, possessed by demon. All right, put your votes in. <laughs> uh, Wait, are we betting on this one? Can we start the betting pool? Can that? Can that be? If if we are if we are betting, you are all going to lose because I know the answer. Oh, but I will abstain so that you can bet. No, no, no! Okay. Please, by Oops. all means, share. Which is it? I now I'm just curious. Yeah, now I'm concerned if you know. <laughs> uh, he, by all accounts, my own included, he is a vampire. Shit. And we have not the best of relationships. Oh, so 
They're going to notice you at the party then. Yes, I am certain they will know that I am there. Uh, and he will either go straight for me or leave, I think. Both will be bad. So right. I suppose I can attempt to make amends, but I'm not sure how well that will go. Oh, I was going to say, let's go for a makeover at this point and just see if we can't obscure <laughs> the mean... fact that it's you. <laughs> I do look very different for school, but I okay. don't know if it will be different enough. Right. We can figure that out. Uh, we can definitely get us some outfits as well. Yeah. Do I have to wear a dress? Do we think I can get away without wearing a dress? I don't want to wear a dress. In, so in high society, you can actually... Uh, you can actually get away with wearing like nice trousers and oh, a vest as well. Thank God. I definitely need some new clothes. Um, how do we feel about um, me sort of manning the guest list uh, at the front door? Um, that way we can, even though we might not have time to hit everybody, um, and really lay it on thick, at least I can have maybe something special uh, for sort of these VIPs that I can mm -hmm. hand off to them as they come in. Mm -hmm. I, I could see you in a really good bouncer role. Um, we, you also, yeah, you, another thought as well. Um, have you, have you been able to uh, politely turn away blue coats before? Because no matter what kind of party it is, at some point, some inspector gets it in their head. I can bounce. Yeah. I could cuff some uh, nobles for this. And so your job will also be to negotiate uh, them to kindly piss off. Um, I think that is well within my ability. Okay. You, are the, you are the kindest of us by far, so I think that for is sure. a good idea. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so do we want to do any research on any... Like, I am willing. I mean, I I am more than willing to offer <laughs> myself to go to the casino and, you know, see if I can't scout out any information on Helene. I'm also willing to dig into some of the other gambling-related tasks that may or may not be on our plate here. What uh, is so... the... <laughs> yeah. I know so, that I... Oh, sorry. Oh, yep. so what I'm going to tell you is that the timeline-wise, if you divide the work, each of you have about enough time to get information on one person from the dossier, if you okay. each take one. Alternatively, if you want to get more concentrated information, two of you could take the same person kind of a thing. Okay. Um, we will call the acquisition of clothes and things like that. We're going to do just a, a straight roll using uh each of you is going to use your your you have a stat for this actually it's it's your stash or your let me double check that you you have a stat for this that none of you have much in unfortunately yeah it's it's your stash you're gonna be rolling your stash which by the way is zero for all of you right now excellent um, good times where is that on the uh, if, you, if you go coin it? if you go to coin oh, so oh. Right stash. yeah mm-hmm because the higher your stash is, the more you have in savings. Oh, um, oh college no, students, more. come on. I mean, it's college students, so it's a lifestyle role. So everyone just go ahead and click stash, and we'll we'll see that for 
Okay. I'll take Sarah got a three. Oh boy. Oh, Threes golly. and ones all around. Oh, golly. Um, so Mort, <laughs> you manage to acquire, it's actually a nice suit, save for the fact that it's two sizes too small. Thick. Is the thing. And as you are, uh, when we get to the night of everything going up and you getting the suit on, you rip the sleeves off by accident. So you yeah. will be going in a, a suit vest, to say the least, with the, the sleeves mm-hmm. gone in uh, a nice little bow tie that is perhaps one size too small uh, for your body in general. Wait, I, I got this. Can I take Mort's tie and like snip it a bit and then add like an extra strand that will be covered by the shirt and give it just I would like a say little yes. <laughs> it will easily snap off. So if anyone grabs you by the scruff of the shirt, it's done. Um right. Yeah, I'm gonna take a quick moment. Thank you for the donation, Dragon Gem. Holy uh, holy crap. <laughs> holy thank you so much uh for helping us raise money for our justice. And that will trigger our last giveaway for a physical copy of Blades in the Dark as well, which we do oh, have incredible. a current giveaway for a PDF copy of it, y'all. So get in on that if you want. Um but thank you. Anyway, yeah, you're very able to adjust the tie so it does fit better. But, and and like, it has that little adjustment and, you know, more, you're not going to be, you know, being choked by your own tie, but thank you're, you. uh, uh, Tristero, you pride yourself on thrifting nice clothes that have been discarded. That's kind of how you've made your style kind of a thing is to to, to keep a, a more up class, but like out of season look kind of a thing. Unfortunately for you, um, out of season isn't really what you want to go for in this kind of situation, yet it is all you have. So you're going to be, in terms of the season of fashion, you're going to be about three seasons behind. So yours, everything you have looks nice and is well presented. You're just going to be a little out of date shall we say. Um, Crow, the nicest events that you're used to going to outside of anything at school are like the occasional infiltrating a cult meeting. Um, Yeah. So you're, you you kind of, when you, the the combination of hearing that Skurlock was going to be there and like everything, a little bit of anxiety, fingers and things got crossed, you're in robes. (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. Um, and Asher, your experience with the high and mighty is very different because you're used to pilfering from them. Yeah, um, or trying thing. to sleep with them. One of the two. Or so. trying to sleep with them. So <laughs> you also kind of get your wires crossed in that respect, where you're like, it's it's sleep with them or steal from them. Both, maybe both. Both. Am I trying to do both? No, wait, I'm not trying to do either of those things. So maybe both is neither. Uh, and you ended up with, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but with your permission, basically the 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 uh, the the ensemble of a slutty thief. <laughs> yes. Um, like uh, like like a like a Halloween costume for college aged yeah. kids. That's there just thief. Right. <laughs> Whatever you find at Party City, that's what I've got on. (laughs) Sorry, I I Uh, am googling sexy thief costume to see what comes up. It's there's no way it's not out there. 
<laughs> oh, it's absolutely out there. There's there's a sexy ghost costume, and it's it's a sheet with like like breasts cut out of it. It's fine. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, this uh, is great. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, I hate some of the names for these. I I am not reading them out. <laughs> that is kind of what we've got in terms of your um, general overall appearances, but let's actually get into, you know, the important stuff, gathering the information. Uh, are you going to pair up? Are you all going to split off, take your own dossiers? Uh, it's up to you. Obviously, Asher's taking Helene. Yeah. She has established <laughs> that. That's, that's, that's happening. But beyond that, let's, why don't we, um, what are you thinking, Tristero? Um, my thought process is I kind of want to do a scene where we all where Tristero kind of breaks down when you were at these kind of events you need to have an elevator pitch ready you need to kind of show the product aim to show it's worth the price but and then offer to make them a deal mm -hmm. and uh, outside of that I think I do want to talk to I'm going to go talk to the crows. I want to investigate okay. them. You're going to look into the crows. All right. Yeah, because I feel like they're going to pull some fishy shit. Sounds good. Uh, crow. Speaking of crows, crow. Uh, who are you going to look into, do you think? Uh, <laughs> I want to, me, the person, wants to go look into Skurlock. Crow is does not want to go look any deeper into Skurlock than Z already has. Um uh, I think uh I know I know her tangentially. We have only seen each other a bit, but I could go and talk to the madam if we wanted something from the other side. If we are worried about not getting the reaction we want necessarily from Skurlock having someone on the weird side of town. I could go and check out the madam. Uh, Mother Naria? Yeah. Of the House of the Weeping Lady? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And Mort. What's the deal with the pit fighting? With uh, the Grey so, Cloaks? Yeah, the Grey Cloaks, everyone is pretty aware of this. The Grey Cloaks are disgraced blue coats. Um, the general consensus is that they were basically, they were one of the you know, districts of blue coats that looked over a certain area uh, and their district house burned down and they all took the fall for it on the assumption that they were trying to hide evidence. Um, and the word on the streets, you know, for sure at this point is that they're trying to kind of get vengeance and clear their own name kind of a thing for doing that, but have turned to criminal enterprises because I mean, it's fucking Doskfall anyway. Um, so they run a, a fighting pit, uh, illegal bar and, uh, and by fighting pit, it is not just human fighting. It is all kinds of fighting, uh, mm -hmm. animals as well. And the occasional, uh, it's an illegal fighting pit. So sometimes it's no holds barred. Anything goes. Okay. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense to probably go, uh, at least go and try and get an audience with somebody high up there and probably okay. just make a showing. I would probably just put my name in um, okay. and 
see if somebody wants to talk to me anyway. I think I'd probably start there. Sounds good. This is really interesting because none of you are going to look into the Hive or Lord Skurlock, which is the, the two highest ranking members here because, I don't know, y'all afraid? Yes. My well, yes. My thought about the Hive is that we're already in good with yeah. them to some degree. So it's like, not that we wouldn't need more to like push them over the edge with actually like helping us with it, like funding and whatever else. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It seems yeah. like we don't need their help as much because we might already get some. We feel I okay desperately about the hive. want to talk to Scorlock, but Crow <laughs> is terrified. Really? Yeah. So Mort just we... saw pit fighting and was like, "I could, do, I could do that." Yeah, I saw a Casino. And <laughs> Realistically, it's because of where the attention went at first. So yeah, right. Less about priorities. Well, different priorities. Um, Why don't we start with the casino then, uh, and a little <laughs> bit of gathering information. So tell me, uh, Parker, how are you as Asher gathering information at the casino? What Asher, skill are you using here? Yeah. We're, we're, it's time to start rolling dice. I know, it's time to do that. Um, how we will be going about doing this is I, much to asher's dismay going like we're gonna go to the casino which asher thinks is a great idea until they step in the casino and realize wait no crap we want to gamble and not collect information which is not what we're here for and so we are instead going to relegate ourselves to the bar and try to make friends and consort with other people consort is where i'm aiming to put this but okay. try to talk to other people about management about helene about any like see if i can get anybody who's worked with her directly what she likes what she enjoys how to not piss her off and start to work through that with through the employees but me there's like a constant twinge of but i could go gamble but i could go gamble the entire time yeah okay give me a consort role um it's it's the the whole thing is it's risky standard uh, across Beautiful. the board, because this is just a gathering of information role. Uh, in terms of bonus die, I'm going to give you a bonus die because you are a frequent hurter here. This is your <laughs> realm. This is this is your area. So I'll give you a bonus die. Now the question is, do you want to push yourself or do a devil's bargain for an extra one? Um, I'm actually going to push myself. We'll save the devil's bargains for the party because I feel like that's where all the fun ones are going to come in. All um, right, take two stress. Yep. And, then... and I feel like I don't need to go invisible this session. Well, maybe actually, who knows on this one. But I will take that. Two bonus dice. Let's try for something good. Hey. Hey. That I'll is take a the five. five. All right. So with five uh, in gathering information, you managed to get a, a good number amount of information. Helene, as an individual, is one of those. She prides herself as being a self-made woman. Um, she, she started in the in the dirt, in the streets, built her way up by uh, ruthlessly undercutting her competition and climbing her way to the top to build a casino empire. She is a madame in every sense and way of the word. She is that when you see her, she's like the the um, she's it's, she's like a, a a a poster for the Gilded Age. Like mm -hmm. she's a, a a beautiful forty mid-40s woman, uh, usually 
very well dressed with like a breakfast at Tiffany's smoking pipe, uh, hair done up, simple jewelry and makeup. But uh, even though it's done, uh, it's not overdone, but it's always of the highest quality mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, and she, she is, uh, she is the kind of individual who commands respect. You learn for this that she is not the kind of individual who um, she doesn't tolerate suck-ups, even a little bit. Um, she doesn't co- tolerate, and she does not tolerate mismanaged flattery and unearned praise, kind of a thing. And she is one of the few people in Duskfall who puts value and respect on her employees. Hey, we love it. This is a woman after Asher's heart. This is dangerous for multiple reasons, but excellent. (laughs) Um, But she's that that kind of... um, What's the best way to describe her? Like, in terms of... No, there isn't a better word. She's a MILF. Um, Perfect! Very much Asher's type. Love this. (laughs) Congratulations, Asher. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, she's she's known for, uh, she's not above gambling at her own tables, but she, because of that, you know, she tends to roll in the high rollers tables. So she has a lot of close connections with very wealthy individuals throughout all of Duskfall. Don't screw up. Don't screw up. Got it. Okay. Uh, more. Yeah. How are you going about doing this? So I think I'm, I'm imagining maybe there's, uh, I, I'm going to go in at night when I know that there is a, a, a human fight going on that maybe mm-hmm. they're, they're looking for slots to fill. Um, and I think I'm going to try and go. Uh, sort of skip a challenge on uh, uh, I'm I'm thinking maybe they have some like some champions sort of tiered up where they're going to start with like somebody who's won a couple fights and then they'll move on to the the higher more experienced uh, fighters and I kind of want to go in and go up to whoever's like taking names I'm like I don't want to fight I don't I don't need to fight this guy I'm I'm going to the next I'm starting here because I don't I don't need to waste my time with this fight basically. Right. Okay. So would you call that skirmish? Um hmm. since you're going into the ring kind of a thing? Yeah, I so if when it comes to the actual fighting, I'm I think because of the quirk I picked up, I'm 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 going all out, just throwing throwing my body against the wall um, for for a wreck situation. Um, in wreck. terms of getting getting someone to actually let me, like, in order okay. to get them to take me as a newcomer uh, and sort of jump the line to to fight the next the next uh, hardest person in line um, might be something else. I don't know. I'll let you rule that however you want. Okay, let's do a rec roll. Give me okay. a rec roll. Uh, risky standard. Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity for a bonus die here. It's not a devil's bargain. It's just okay. an opportunity for a devil's bargain. A 
if you bring Marlene with you. Marlene oh, is your friend who uh you who runs her own fighting ring. Yeah. Is the thing. Um, I think maybe uh it would make sense to me that Marlene would just want to come. Mm -hmm. Um I feel like I would have I would have mentioned that this was my plan like while I was sweeping up the boxing gym. Um and maybe she just had an interest in joining me. So yeah, absolutely. I'll take that. All right. Give yourself a bonus die as you are going into uh doubles fight night. Let's do it. You and right. me, we can take this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh god. Hmm. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Um so that is a one, a two, and a three. Uh that is unfortunately a, a kind of a failure. Uh, but luckily, this yeah. is a gathering information role. There's not a ton of consequence that comes with this, other than the fact that you don't get as much information as you would have liked. Right. Um, the fight doesn't go great, unfortunately. Yeah. Is the thing. At least to start is the thing. But here's the thing, Mort. Um, as you're kind of in that fight, you, you get paired up against someone. It's not that you're unskilled in a fight. It's just that the person you're up against, this is what they do for a living. This yeah. is how they make their money. And they just, they know the tricks on how to deal with someone like you who's used to relying on their strength, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, even your military background and your training, they seem to have ways to get around as you're in the ring with Marlene. Ultimately, um, the fight ends up turning in your favor. But the fight ends up turning in your favor as you get knocked to the back of the ring and something inside you snaps for a moment. And as it does, not physically, in the back of your mind, something snaps and you hear that echoing laugh of a seven-eyed demon in the back of your head. And for anyone who saw a quick moment, Mort's eyes flash red and light streaks. And then it is not a matter of physically fighting it is a matter of a beast for just a split second a beast versus a man as you rip into this guy with the strength of a bull and throw him physically out of the ring leaving yourself heaving unfortunately Throwing him out of the ring was actually a disqualification because the right. point was to knock him down uh, <laughs> and you end up, unfortunately, being disqualified and not getting as much information as you wanted. That's perfect. Honestly, I couldn't have, uh, I couldn't have come up with a better scene. That's perfect. Um, okay. Crow, you were going to go see Mother Narya? Uh, yes, but I think... Uh... Oh, I don't know why. I thought you were going to go visit Scarlock. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> uh, no, I, Rue, want uh, to go visit Scarlock. Uh, Crow <laughs> would rather die than willingly go visit Scarlock. <laughs> okay, no. Mar Mother Naria is a great person. You'll, you'll love them. You'll love them. <laughs> Um, if you want to go see Scarlock, I can have Crow go see the crows, if you'd rather do that. Nah, I think we'll be fine not talking to Scarlock. Okay. I, I, I want to keep that in suspense. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll burn that bridge when we get there, basically. 
Oh, we're burning it immediately. I can't wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, then uh, then yes, Crow is going to go uh, to the... Is it the Weeping Maiden? Is that what it's called? Weeping Lady. The Weeping Lady. House of the Weeping Lady. It is a church over in the Six Towers. Um, so the House of the Weeping Lady, you know on a basis, actually just from talking to Wax, who visits the House of the Weeping Lady in his own time, um, that it is a house of succor uh, for people who are in seek of remembering those they've lost, largely. Um, and oftentimes, as is sometimes the case, there is a tendency for those that have been lost to drift their way back there occasionally as ghosts. Um, just that's how the energy of Duskfall flows sometimes. Um, so they are well equipped for dealing with the supernatural and granting safe ha haven and succor to individuals through basically any means necessary. They are not there to judge. They are there to help people get over their grief. I think um, I would like to sort of um, go and sit uh, like quietly in one of the like alcoves or what the church has. Um, and rather than like, I'm not going to listen into anyone's personal conversations because that is not my business. Um, I think I would like to um, like try and reach out to the, the ghosts and the spirits that find their home here and ask them uh, what they think of Mother Naya. Okay, I would call that an attune role. Risky standard, yeah? Risky standard. Um, do you want to push yourself or a devil's bargain for a bonus die? Uh, I'm still pretty stressed from last time, so... <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. I think I That's I think fair. I will need that later. <laughs> um, You're fine. Uh, oh, okay. A four is fine. Uh, four. Four is good. All right. So, you with a four. No, oh, this will be funny. I like this. All right. So with a four. You uh, kind of go, I'd say, to the, the bottom level of uh, the the Weeping Lady, uh, the Church of the Weeping Lady, and kind of kind of attune to the walls, start pulling on various spirits and the like. And as the uh, as you start compelling into the ghost field to compel someone to appear, there is an amalgamation that begins to come into view. And at first, it appears like a young man, um, a young man covered in burns, and he's kind of just starting to come into view. And then he kind of disappears and flickers out, and it, he replaced, you hear a somewhat familiar voice. What do you call me for again? The hell? As uh, Rick, the Iron Hook ghost, comes into the basement of Mother Narius. <laughs> well, I uh, I did not expect to disturb you again. I'm very sorry, Rick. You look well. Yeah. I'm dead. I can't look like anything. Well, you look better than some, if that makes you feel better. Kind of looks down at himself. 
I died to three shivs in the in the chest that are still bleeding for all eternity. I'm haggard from all the smoking that I did in my life, and my voice sounds like I put it through a fucking grinder. So, uh, I don't know if that's your type, but... <laughs> you, I think, would be surprised at what my type might be. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I've heard what your type is. I, uh... Yeah. Well, I suppose news does travel, huh? You know, it's more of a see, hear, everything. Ghosts. Mm. Oh, like, we don't got anything better to do than gossip and scare the shit out of people, so. <laughs> I, this may sound strange, but I do look forward to the day when I get to do that also. <laughs> it is a bit strange, but uh, teach their own, I guess. Mm. I anyway, actually, uh, can I help I'm you? sorry. Yes, I am sorry again for bothering you. Uh, I did want to ask, uh, since you have, it seems, come to rest here, um, what do you think of the lady of the house, Mother Naya? Oh, the mother? Hmm. She's great! Great. Wonderful old woman, you know. Uh, does a lot for people around here. You know, it's kind of that. Uh, She's, in a lot of ways, she's come to represent comfort to people. Now, on her own time, ooh, she's a bit of a wild woman, let me tell you. But uh, that's her own thing. But she does, uh, sometimes she likes to mask up, go into the city and get her pleasure elsewhere. And occasionally, you know, not overindulgent, but she's got a tendency to... You know, some of the stuff they offer here for the for those seeking relief, she's got a tendency to sometimes dip into her own stock kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear that from me, though. Oh, of course not. I would never tell your secrets. Right. Right. Yeah. I am You're glad safe that with you me, are... honey. <laughs> no one really asks me for secrets. I can't understand why. <laughs> Uh, but I am glad that you are doing better here. Uh, perhaps I will come and see you more often. Eh, I wouldn't say no, but uh, <laughs> keep busy, as they say. Heard about that bit y'all did on Ironhook. Hope that my words were a bit of a bit of a boon there. It is, indeed, uh, I would not. Have, we would not have gotten in if you had not told us uh, how to get in via the uh, the furnace. So I do appreciate that. Uh, we took a ghost door out, which I'm sure you felt. <laughs> Not my best work. No. That thing rippled across the entire city. Whew! If it hadn't been an iron hook, I might have joined in myself. It's a bit of fun, but I won't go back to that fucking place. I spent a good bit of my life there. Mm, don't want to be there afterwards either, yeah? Well... You know, it has meant I have a little more company than I usually do these days, but I can deal with it. As you say, ghosts have nothing better to do than uh, sit and listen and scare people, so. <laughs> Except for the ones, you know, that get a bit uppity, start, you know, sucking souls, taking over bodies and have their own agendas. It's kind of boring, if you ask me. Not really uh, well, I'm glad that I don't have to worry about that from you. If you think it is so boring. <laughs> Gross, honestly. I spent 
80 years in a meat suit. I don't have to do that again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> meat suit. Yeah, I guess that is all this is. Hmm. You've anyway. given me a lot to think about. Thank you. I'm an insightful old bitch, don't you know? <laughs> they say that uh, the wisdom can come from the strangest of places. <laughs> anyway. See you around, Crow. Have, have a good rest of your time until I see you next. Uh, and that's kind of the, the majority of the information you get on Mother Naria. And uh, last but not least, Wax. Yeah. You are going to look into uh, Lissa and the Crows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have I ever ran into them in, with my history at all? Just out of curiosity. Um, not think? so much. Not unless you'd chosen to spend a lot of time around Crow's Foot is the thing. Uh, the crows have spent the last two years fighting a turf war with the lamp blacks and the red sashes to keep control over crow's foot and have really only just recently re-solidified their control over the region. Okay. Um, another thought. Do I know what how the hive would feel about the crows at all? That is a thing that you're going to have to figure out based on your information cool. that you can gather. So I think, yeah, I think this is uh, with their gambling dens and the extortion rackets. I think it's like going to various people around the dock specifically, catching up with some old friends, talking about, you know, um, you know, I hear the crows are moving in on this warehouse or uh, doing this or that. I hear, you know, I've heard they've been trying to kind of elbow people out okay. of certain areas and try to get a better vibe. And, you know, there's some people who are more and more agitated over that. Maybe get some names for, on that. So a, a consort role, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you going to push yourself? Take devil's bargain? Uh. Nah, I, I'm okay. Just like getting the one. All right. Just doing the one. Yeah. Just doing the one. Just doing really, the one, you know? Feeling conservative gonna, today. I know. I'm going to just like <laughs> ease into it today. <laughs> All right. Okay. Three. That is a three, which isn't great, unfortunately, for you. Um, you kind of. Here's what I'll give you. Because I think this is the most prominent piece of information that would not get lost in the wake. Um, the one piece of information that you get from talking around, Archie has fucked up again. Um, the reason that Archie has fucked up again, it, or rather, it's not entirely Archie's fault, is the thing. But Jeremiah and Lissa hate each other. The leader of the Hive and the leader of the Crows hate each other. And the reason for this is because Jeremaha used to be in an intimate relationship with Rorik, the former leader of the Crows, who was killed by Lissa as his second command to take control. Interesting. 
Guys, I got some good news and bad news. The good news is we're going to become the fan favorites of the Hive. The bad news is we're going to be at war with another gang soon. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that is a lot to unpack. Uh, the one war was kind of a lot to handle uh, in the first place. It's still ongoing. It's still ongoing, by the way. Goldie has not forgotten, and neither has my body. <laughs> Look, you, y'all, the... The let's let's be honest. The foghounds don't like you. Even and they really don't like you now that Bear is dead. Look, we tried. <laughs> did we? Did we? I feel like we no, didn't. No, I I tried. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that one. I tried. All right. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. Uh, anyways, um, maybe Bear shouldn't have wandered while we were busy doing work and try to interfere. Fair. Maybe he shouldn't have fucked around. And find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so essentially if Lissa shows up, we can either kick the crows out, make a scene, lose all our investments, or if we can meet with... Uh, Jiraiya beforehand and say the crows might show up how do you want them handled ooh okay is that I'm gonna make this a question a querent for you is that a scene you want to handle before the party do you want to attempt to get in contact with Jeremaha or any other member of the hive to talk about that Uh, I'll pitch it to the group. Do y'all want me to try and make our way? Because it sounds like, because one, we also need to talk to Archie and get him a relationship web of all the, the relationships along. Yeah, we, it, not even a web. It just, as long as there's pictures involved, I think he can keep track of it then. Yeah. I think but... we might just need to make a list that is like, if these people are here, these people can't be. Hmm. Should maybe just start monitoring uh, everything. Like we should probably babysit Archie. Let's be fair to Archie. The leader of the hive did technically invite herself. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just like to pick on Archie. <laughs> this is this is Crow's coping mechanism. <laughs> I think if possible, if we want to maintain good behavior, good favors with the hive, if you're able to, I it might be worthwhile to figure out how they would prefer to see this go down, or if they're willing to play nice and then we just get more to, you know. Kindly remind the crows as they come in that they have to be on their misbehavior or else. So, I don't know. Something along those lines. Or if we... Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> if we're if we're trying to avoid bad favor with with anybody, because the obviously a an, an pretty uh, vicious option would be to try and make a kind of a big deal about rejecting Lissa from the party. So much so that Jeremiah would see it and take note. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Okay. I don't. That uh, obviously we're if we're trying to avoid any any more negatives than we already have, uh, then that's not a great plan. <laughs> but I think if you're able to get any information in advance, I think that's probably going to be the safest for mm. our pre-preparation of this entire shindig. 
yeah. It I, will also it will also let let Jeremiah know in advance that it might happen, as opposed to being surprised in the moment. Exactly. Um, there is, of course, always the chance that she will be upset that we are telling her. But I think maybe it is better to be upset that you are told something than upset that you were not told something. To be fair, she did kind of come in unannounced. And unless Archie sent everyone out the invitation list, I don't think Lissa would know either. Might be good to, I mean, this this person from the Hive already feels like they can sort of, uh, they feel like a very important person when it comes to us already. So if we want their favor in a big way, it might be better to just lean into that. Yeah, they have a lot of resources readily available. And if we can make Murmur sound like it's the next up and coming thing with a higher return than what Pyro could have, we basically have like, a, we have like the best network to reach out through. Yeah. Also, we know, uh, do we know what the relationship between um, the gondoliers and the crows is? Because we could reach out to the gondoliers since we have favor with them and see if there's any way that they could like maybe sabotage Lissa's route to the party so that she just doesn't end up getting there. It's another And option. we're not involved. I was just uh, gonna say, Tristar, if you get asked as to why um Jeremiah didn't get an invitation, I just, you know, point that towards the purveyor. Maybe not directly to Archie, but we can maybe just go in prepared to answer that question mm -hmm. as to why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for for sake of working this out, do we want to run that scene where you someone goes to talk to Jera and kind of tries to forewarn, or are we just gonna let it lie and see what happens at the party? I'm voting for forewarn. Yeah, I think that's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And also we can oh. kind of get a hint of what the hive's intent is with us. Yeah, because there's the off chance that some of their people do push pyro and may not be interested in what we're trying to uh, bring to the streets. All right, so let's let's do that. Who all is going to see Jera? I assume Tristero, but otherwise, who else wants to go? Mm -hmm. Oh, I would go. All right, what's going along? Anyone else? Yeah. Oh. I think we might go all together. Are we all going? Point. I think we're all going. I think what happens is Tristero and Mod say that they are going, and Crow makes eye contact with Asha and is like, we can't let them do this again. No, we can't. We <laughs> yep. need to take care of them. We know what happened the last time. They're not allowed by themselves really anymore. Mm. So yeah, let's both let's go. We we got them. We can oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, we can really do, I mean, I think we're, no, if, no, you re if you don't want to come and you want to do more, something else. Dear, um, you and Tristero unfortunately have a, I get worried about you too when you're off on your own. Also, maybe we just like spending time with you. Yeah. I, I. I am not lying. I, I do like spending time uh, with you, Mort. I, I do too, but really I'm nice. just I, also worried. It's very kind. 
I mean, you know, I think it's really nice that we can show a united front in this and also keep in mind we are meeting with one of the largest criminal organizations inside the city of Dustfall and none of us could appear again. Tristero, I don't think your head can afford to be incurring any more concussions or any parts of your body to incur any more bruises, really, realistically at this point, so. If I remember, everyone's nicely healed up now, right? Like, no one's injured anymore. You all got treated yeah, by the yeah. doctor and everything. I feel everything. weird oh, actually... telling you yes. <laughs> good, good. Good. So, let's uh, advance our way into the hive. Um, you're actually escorted through one of the premier warehouses of the hive. Obviously, it's a front. It's it's not actually called, you know, this is the hive headquarters. No, this is... Um, <laughs> No, this is uh, it's a furniture manufacturing firm, technically, is the area that you're being brought through. Uh, however, you are, are escorted to a an office that is hidden away in the back. Entering the office itself, there is an Aruvian woman of uh, dark skin and um, wider features with very bright, vibrant, purple eyes. Um, she is standing there. She is in a perfectly tailored suit that not only uh, imparts sophistication, but also shows the lithe musculature with which she is working. Um, a woman who is in equal parts formidable in business as she is in the field of battle. She's not looking at you as you enter. Rather, she's staring uh, at a painting on the wall behind her desk. On the desk itself, you can see a pen, some various implements, as well as a gilded invitation to your party. However, the invitation is not directed at her. It is directed as for a representative of the Hive. The assumption here being that Archie wanted to extend an invitation for someone from the Hive to come as, as a courtesy and a formality and as a good idea, and that it was Jera herself who elected to come as the representative. Well, he did invite her. Real quick out of character question. Did Archie actually release the guest list out of, just, just so we know? To everyone, no. no okay, Only good. you have the guest list. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Wax is just going to um, is it just us and uh, us and her uh, and the entire crew just like standing there while she's looking at the painting? Um, yes, it is technically only y'all and her with some muscle just outside the door. Just real chaotic part of my brain immediately went, all right, we hit her. <laughs> no. Um, so uh, I think Wax is going to play this kind of calm and cool and wait until everyone gets acknowledged or until one of us gets acknowledged. After a moment, her head turns. Associates from... What was it? The Ventures. Didn't expect to hear or see you until your shindig. 
this evening. Of course. Um, and pardon the late introductions, I am referred to as Wax. These are the other members of the Venture Project. Uh, this is Mouth, Spectre, and Crow. And we, we decided to be respectful and in the right mind to let you know some information that we think would pertain to your interests about the upcoming event. Do so. We were it was recently brought to our attention that a member of a faction that you have transgressions against, uh, the crows will arrive at that party. And my associates and I discussed and we talked about it and we felt it was only fair to let you know and then ask, how would you like this to be handled? We recognize that you have a variety of resources and in our line of work, what Lissa has done is very disrespectful and we want to help out with making it right or at least giving you an opportunity to handle that in which way you would like. Hmm. She turns from the desk and walks around to you, Wax, and lifts your chin with a finger. You're cute. Adorable, she says, poking your nose. To think that a well-maintained hive doesn't have plenty of information on its own. Your guest list isn't exactly well hidden, to say the least. I'm aware who's going to be at your party. Well aware, in fact. I appreciate the courtesy, though. And let me tell you this. I know how to handle myself with decorum. I won't be engaging or starting any <sighs> fights, I guess is the best word, while doing business. But I am equally ready and willing to defend myself should anyone turn. The only thing I ask, should anything happen, is you back our play. If you want to be a friend of the hive, and not simply the carrion from which we make our honey. And please. Understood. I'll be more than happy to offer my assistance and ensure that you're, you have an absolutely nothing less than spectacular evening. Brilliant. She turns uh, and seats herself at the desk. Then you can go, and I'll see you tonight. See you tonight. Oh, as you're walking out, she says. And, um, 
What's the name? Crow, was it? Yes. Be careful. Thank you. I will watch my step. Can I, can I can I do a quick study roll to see if that's a malintent like crow we're gonna come at you or crow Lord Scurlock is gonna come at you? Uh, well, I'll give you the option. Do you want to do you want to do a, a study roll or do you want to just ask crow? Uh, devious mastermind spy. Yeah, no, I'm gonna do a roll. I'm pushing the dice. Oh my goodness. Go ahead. Give me a give me a study roll. Uh, I'm gonna add plus one because whoop. Hey, I got that a six. Six. Hey. Yo. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh that was very much uh that was that was a friendly warning. That was not a a we are not threatening you. We're telling you to be careful because uh there is a threat on the horizon for you. We are being kind in this manner. Mm-hmm kind of situation. The Hive likes you for all the, uh, you know, your, the Hive looks on you the same way that a noble looks on a teacup poodle. You're an adorable pet. I'll take it. That's fine. <laughs> it's better than a lot of people feel about us. Yeah, that's fair. You know? Yeah, actually looking at our faction list. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so with that kind of said and done, we're going to go ahead and step into the evening of the party. And you've noticed that I have not yet asked for an engagement roll. And I am not going to ask for an engagement roll. You will know when I do. The evening of the party arrives. The guests wander and meander in, and there is a sense of anticipation lingering in the air. There's that feeling of something new and electric. Minds and eyes are on this. This is a moment that can make or break a game forever. What's on the line here is not just future investments and money, but your very reputation. And in terms of a job, I will now explain how this is gonna work. Y'all aren't getting paid for this in a sense of, no one's paying you to do this job. No one's offering coin. It's not like breaking into Iron Hook where Echo comes up and is like, I'm gonna give you 10 coin if you can manage this job off kind of a thing. No, what is on the line is your reputation, quite literally. On top of the base reputation that you will get for undergoing this endeavor, which at a base reputation, you'll get three. Just so you know, that's basically what you're at. You're going to get a base of three reputation. For every individual in here, every faction that you manage to please, it will be an additional one reputation for you. So Mother Naria, Nessa of the Grey Cloaks, Lissa of the Crows, Helene of the Silver Stag, that's four right there. Additionally, the Hive and Skurlock are each worth two. 
So that's a total of eight reputation on the line here for you. And that's not counting the three you have as base, which means 11 is technically on the line. Mm -hmm. uh, so let the chat know we have already maxed out our current reputation. No, no, you're you're four short. Oh, for, yeah. Four short? Yeah. Four short. yeah. Oh, I thought that was turf. Whoops. Nope. Okay, well. Nope, you are four short of for your, your next to get to a tier one. With 11 reputation, that'd be four in and then Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You would be almost back to the level you're at now to get into a strong tier one. Goodness. God. It would basically be a full level of reputation is on the line here. Now, that said, you're going to have to be cunning and coy and playing sides here of making people happy kind of a thing because not everyone here likes each other. And in fact, there is an... Uh, social dichotomy, and there's an individual here who doesn't like one of your number. So play it kind, play it smart, and play it well. Mort, you're running the door. You're making the first impression as everyone arrives. What kind of an impression are you making? What is the aura that you're trying to give off um, I think more being given all the information that we had received through all our different scenes, I think is just trying to go pretty much no bullshit, just checking the list, making sure that people are on the list and admitting them. And for these specific six people is not is specifically not asking for their names and just admitting them through but like is is making sure that they know how this is going but just as a very small nod when they come in to make sure that we know who they are and they don't need to worry that they are they are safe and accepted here and that they know that there is strong security presence okay what skill are you using to convey that hmm. Could I, uh, did we talk to um, Archie in regards to other security? Like we had all of the event stuff planned, but was security part of that? Like, do I have other people to sort of yes. command here is what I'm trying to go for. Yes. So it's, it's, it's not just a matter of other security is the thing. You as a gang aren't just you four is the thing, is the thing you should know. Is, as yes. a gang, you have a few more members, unnamed, unchecked. We've, we've talked about this before, kind of a thing that you, you, yeah. it's not all just you. There's, there's other individuals that are around. Not, it's not a large gang. You probably max out at about eight right now, honestly, like yourselves doubled over. But you could be uh, drawing on that. You could uh, be drawing on that. Additionally, here's a thing. You could spend the downtime that you have for the end of the session now to acquire a cohort. Huh. Uh, a cohort being uh, individuals who serve you as uh, at a gang sense, uh, as kind of back your play as security. That would be up to you, Mort. 
But at a base level, you have about three or four individuals that you can command right now just okay. to make an intimidating presence. Um, would you think that command would make more sense or would survey make more sense for, for what I'm trying to do? For what you're trying to impart, given that you're trying to not... Survey is more overlooking things, whereas yeah. command is imposing kind of a will. And I think with that, that you're okay. trying to convey a certain yeah. kind of aura, I would go with command. I think so too. Okay. Right. Let's do that. Right. And I, I don't think uh I don't I don't think I need to spend the downtime early to get that. I think yeah. this is good enough. And again, we're we're still at a very base level where this is risky standard. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna note again I have not asked for an engagement role, because again you'll understand why here soon. Uh so risky standard, you have one die. Do you want to push yourself? Devil's bargain. Um, I think I do want to. Hmm. I think I do want to push myself. Okay. For an extra die. All right. So take two stress, okay. and then um, you get an extra die. Now the other question is, do you want to trade position for effect? Put yourself in a desperate position for a great effect. Um, the consequences there being in this kind of social situation that if you fuck up on a desperate position, you're leaving a bad impression. Right. To start, you will be starting on a bad foot. Um, I think I'm gonna leave it with the with the taking stress. I think I'm just gonna leave it at a regular. All right, level risky of standard. Success. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and give me a command roll then. All right. Oh, thank goodness. Six. Woo. Okay. More. There's a certain air of quiet intimidation that you always care carry. Now, for people like Archie, it's terrifying. You know, it's overbearing to the sense of that that you are this muscular individual. But for people who are in the know, on the streets, and live in this world like you do, your presence is conveying a sense of elegance and security, that this is a well-monitored event that is meant for business, that this isn't gonna be some raucous fight affair, that this isn't gonna be some kind of cutthroat kind of thing. Everyone here is a criminal. Everyone here has got blood and mud on their hands. Mm -hmm. But even criminals know when to put away the knives and take out the pens. As the guests filter in, we're gonna start with Tristero. Tristero, who are you going to wander your way over to in order to talk? With a note, I will say that Lord Scarlock has not yet arrived. Oh, thank God. Um. I I think I'm going to make the first impression on a person uh, Tristero has like an actual background with and has seen and talked to before and goes over to Mother Naria uh, just to talk to her, welcome her to the party and uh, you know, thank her for helping me get situated over at the Weeping Lady and taking care of Lim's grave. All that kind ah. of stuff. Mr. Valentine. 
It is <laughs> a pleasure to see you here. Um, I didn't expect an individual of such refinement to be here, but I am pleased to see our lonely grave tender. Uh, it's because I've been your lonely grave tender. I've been able to meet others who are with grief that I've been able to be part of such an important project that I'm very excited to introduce to you tonight. Yes, I am excited and deeply curious to see if your product is something that will help bring joy and motivation back to those who have fallen in darkness and need help pushing themselves and their motivations back to finding their place back in the world. Yeah, that ultimately that is the end goal with this product is it is when you are grieving or when you are struggling, it makes it a lot hard to find that energy to come back out and to get back into a habit and to find what makes you joyful again. And as I said before, that's the goal of this project. That's the goal of having you being one of the most kind and caring people I know uh, show up along with everyone else. You speak from personal experience. I know. Mm -hmm. It. I need to click. I need to be certain this. It's very important to me that you've shown up and I'm so happy to have you here. And it is a pleasure to be here to support you, young Mr. Valentine, and your companions. Mm -hmm. um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about your product and what it is you're hoping to achieve here? Of course. So Murmur started with a feeling. When, when you think about some of your better successes in life, some of those like actual peak achievements you've ever uh, uh, been able to covet and be able to claim as your own, how did that feel to you? Does it feel as strong as it would if you thought about it now compared to when you first experienced that? It reminds me of the founding of the church, of course, and every person that I get to help. And when I see the the light return to their eyes. And that light that you see in their eyes, sometimes it's hard to stay on that path and keep that light with you. Murmur is a product that isn't meant to replace that light, but to at least keep it burning a little longer until you can sustain it yourself. It, it is... It brings back that euphoric feeling that you, of that great achievement for that very first time. For some, it is being able to pass an, a, a lecture for the first time, pass a oral exam for the first time in flying colors. Others, it's a great feat of strength. Some, it's, it is being able to get that courage to tell the one you love how important they are to you. All right, Wax, I'm gonna need a sway roll from you. Yep. This is very important to Wax. Uh, I'm gonna push myself again. All right, I'm gonna take some more stress. Wax is 
Wax is already halfway to another quirk. I'm uh, only halfway there. <laughs> all right. So give me, uh, yep. So, and then you are still in a risky standard. If you want to press your advantage for desperate great, uh, you can also, um, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think I'm going to uh, trade that position just because I do know Mar Mother Naria and I think, you know, I think okay. she probably knows a little bit about what's been going on and I'm trying to keep it like polite because we're in a public setting. Whereas if we were back at the Weeping Lady, this would be more of a confessional versus a, I'm trying to sell you something. Take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Devil's Bargain on the table for you is that you get a bonus die, but from here on out, Mother Naria will always see you as a salesperson first and not as the lonely gravekeeper. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Listen, people change, and I'm rolling. Hey, I got a six. Yeah, oh, that is a six. I didn't six. Myself. <laughs> a six four two. Mother Naya's nodding along. She seems deeply endeavored, and and the way you speak about bringing that spark back to people and helping them sustain it, you can see that you've captured her interest at least for the moment. Uh, and you can tell that her eyes are going to be on you potentially for the rest of this party to see how you handle yourself and the people around you. Asher. The party has begun. What are you doing? Constantly readjusting my outfit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely uh, seeing if Helene has shown up yet, and if so, that'll be where I not necessarily make a beeline, but would try to arrange myself to be nearby at some juncture. She has arrived with her okay. own entourage in tow, a variety of um, well-to-do pleasure seekers in the likes. Um, so, uh, so you're trying to kind of hang around her. As you're kind of hanging uh, around her, she does spot you. She does recognize you as a frequenter of the um, oh hotel. Oh god, I'm a regular. <laughs> um, and she kind of approaches you. Ah, ma petit valu, which means my little thief. <laughs> I did not expect to see you here. Hmm. Well, it's a pleasure to finally meet you in person. I feel like I spend so much time in your home, and yet I never get the opportunity to be graced with your presence. <sighs> you flatter me, of course. It's earned, though. You've built up quite the establishment. I have never been somewhere where the staff don't want to kill their boss as much as it is in uh, Silver Stag. Typically, most people tend to loathe their place of employment, however, they seem to have a great deal of respect for you, and you write to them as well. I admire it. Now that is fine praise indeed, my petit. Join me for a drink, wouldn't you? It would be my pleasure. 
and tell me a little bit about your endeavors here and what it is you mean to do. Why my time and effort is worth the investment. <laughs> well, we would only bring you here if it was going to be worth your while. Trust me, we are not here to waste your valuable time at all. Now, Murmur, not sure what you've heard about it, but I'm sure you know as well as I do that absolute thrill from a big payoff, from a good win, from a good hand. When the dice <laughs> I count on it for my customers. <laughs> and I count on it for, well, actually, it's all about the risk for me. The risk is really the fun part, but so many of us thrive on that. <sighs> How would you say? The je ne sais quoi? When you win. The absolute thrill. Now imagine a drug that helps you feel that. It's basically what we do. Murmur helps give you that high again, that that optimal moment in your life. If for some people it is, you know, love, it is some good thing that has happened to you, a promotion, any of those pieces, that, that absolute bliss, that joy, that thrill. For me, it is always one of two things. It's either a particularly risky gamble paying off, or the attention of a particularly beautiful woman. Sometimes that's actually both, but you know. Give me a sway roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, so you have one die in sway. I do. Would you like to put, take two stress to push yourself for an additional die or take a devil's bargain? What's the devil's bargain in this one? <laughs> <laughs> so the devil's bargain in this case for you uh, is that from here on out, you are a person on Helene's watch list to the extent that when you go to gamble for your vice, you will always be invited to the higher end tables so you oh. will always have to be to some level on your best behavior and playing kind of the tables more and the people more than the gamble oh we're in <laughs> all right so give yourself a bonus die you are again at a oh, risky, risky standard, standard. Mm -hmm. you can trade that to desperate great if you like can i can i give you another bonus die can you, I, are you going to help? Uh, would you like another bonus die at all? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. On the uh, tables nearby, a server comes by holding a bottle of Helene's favorite drink mm. that has two glasses on it. Yes. Take a stress uh, and <laughs> take a stress and and give yourself a third bonus die now. Are you going to go risky standard or are you going to trade position for effect and go desperate great? Oh. Desperate great means that it, like it'll have a greater impact if it's successful, correct? It also correct. stands to it's be a stronger failure if you fail. You if also fail. for a desperate position you do get an experience point, remember, in I know. This... Yeah, um I'm going to attempt to take Tristero's title. <laughs> 
right. yeah, so I'm going to increase for effect. So that becomes... Desperate, great, three dice. And I've got, so two bonus die, correct? Yes. Yes, you have two bonus die. Go ahead and give me a roll. Yes. That is a six. Yes! Thank oh, you, Tristero, well. so much. <laughs> and with a desperate, great position. So as the drinks come over, she swirls the drink for a moment as you're as you're kind of relaying this and sipping on your own drink, telling her this. She leans in so that her lips are a centimeter from yours. Her chest is just above you as she leans down. Well, I do love to play a good risk every now and again. Perhaps we can make a deal. Mapatibolo. Hmm. You should come by my office. We can talk more business in the future. Delightful. I most certainly will. And just goes to clink glasses as a cheers. Mm. That is a, a very good position y'all are in so far with a, a command roll six from Mort, a sway roll of six from Tristero, and a sway roll of six from Asher. At this point, Mort, you feel a chill run down your spine as the door opens but is not opened by anyone. And stepping into the room is a tall, dark-haired, pale-skinned, handsome individual with a regal bearing. His eyes burn like amber, and you feel like the bug caught in it. His stance is so rigid that you think you could post a sail on him and move a ship. And his bearing of such nobility that even those of you with a background in the fashionable and noble feel like peasants. This is Lord Scarlock. He does not look at you, Mort. Pays you very little mind as he passes through. And indeed, as he does, you do not hear his footsteps, as he does not seem to make them. I think as, as this presence begins to pass by, I'm just going to remove my hat, comb, and just stand at attention as they pass. <gasps> For a moment, all eyes are on Lord Skurlock as he projects his way across the hall. You see him take measure as a servant who is frankly frozen in place in either awe or fear. He reaches over and takes a glass from the one just standing there, regardless of who it was for. And then pads his way over to Crow. Hmm. Pro.
Sorry, my mic was off. <laughs> Good evening. It looks around the room. Hmm. I wouldn't have imagined such pleasantries to be your mind and wheelhouse. Sometimes we have to do things that we don't enjoy for the good of a group. Mm. Yes, well, in terms of enjoyment, I suppose there is less velvet and chains than I remember you preferring. Apparently those are not uh, suitable for a party of this caliber, as I am told. Or party, it doesn't include either, but to see you making an effort, perhaps, is a rare thing. Well, uh, I knew who would be here tonight, and I wanted to be certain that all parties involved, yourself included, know that I, we, are very serious about the work we are doing and willing to make concessions to get things done. Mm. Crow, I'm going to need a roll from you. The role here is not to convince Skurlock of anything. The role you're making here is to diffuse the tension in the room. So tell me how you are doing that and what skill. I think uh, feasibly Crow would know what Skurlock prefers at a party. Unsure if he drinks regular things or if he only drinks blood, but either way, uh, Crow would have done their best to procure what he prefers. Um, and uh, will like from underneath the horrible cult robe that they're wearing to this party <laughs> um, like show that they have it and say I know this is not necessarily your scene would you rather have this conversation with a few less eyes and ears involved mm. Okay. So what kind of role are you making here? What are you what are you trying to You tell me. Is this is do you think this is more of a command or a sway? Or are you trying to tap into the arcane ghost field and influence him with a tune? Uh knowing very well that uh it's not going to go well for me if it goes poorly but also that it's the best chance Crow has, I think he is trying to attune. Okay. So give me an attune roll. You have two dice in attune. Are you going to push yourself or would you like to take a devil's bargain? 
I am listening for what your devil's bargain might be. No matter what happens the rest of the night, Scarlock will not be leaving within five feet of you. I will take that. Give yourself a bonus die. What what, circum- then, what circumstances am I in? <laughs> uh, you are in a desperate standard position. Okay. I, I, I regret to inform you that you are starting from a desperate position with this man. Um, so there is no trading here unless you want to trade a die for effect and go back down to two dice for a great effect. Mm, I'll stick with standard. I want I want as many dice as possible in this roll. All right. So um, go ahead. Give me a. I was gonna offer aid, but I'm trying to figure out how I can help out with this. This is the spider. This is what a spider does. I'm helping everyone. I must do everything. <laughs> I'm helping. I have to help. I, I have to help. Um, knowing your background. Oh God. How can I help? Um, what would you have told? wax about your relationship with Sherlock it's just just in general uh I don't think Z would have gone into like a lot of detail um but would have mentioned that their relationship was very close but Crow was not necessarily ready to be involved with everything that Skurlock has going on, and that caused a lot of problems. Hmm. Um. What if the, what if the aid came from, like, before the show, just saying, on the off chance Skurlock approaches you, because we all know how exes are. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, here, here are the tricks. Focus right here on their head. Doesn't matter what they're talking about. Don't betray no emotion. Just be absolutely focused. And remember, as soon as you can, step away. And if you need anything, flag one of us down and we can run interference. I think it's the only thing I can think of, really. Thank you for the advice. Yeah. Max, give yourself a stress. Give yourself a bonus die, bro. All right. Two bonus dice. Let's see how this goes. Woo! <laughs> six, six, six. That is the number of the beast wow. on Lord Skurlock. Is, is this that our is first a, crit? That is a critical success. I don't think we've, yeah, I don't think we've ever had that. That is our first critical success in this Ooh. game. So, with that, Skurlock stares you in the eyes as you offer the drink. And in very similar fashion to Helene earlier, actually, leans towering over you, eyes gazing into yours. Mm. Us alone might be dangerous, but I'll stay by your side for now. I'd like to see how you handle yourself. And he takes the drink and the kind of overwhelming presence that he was conveying to the party seems to almost mitigate and murmuring and talking kind picks back up again and the party seems to continue. 
with these individuals talked, met, rashed, uh, interacted with, off to the side, you can see Lissa and Jera kind of almost circling like wolves around the party from each other, these two. Wandering, watching, keeping eyes, but never coming close. And in the midst of all of that, we also have Nessa, leader of the Grey Cloaks, who on occasion seems to her eyes flip back to Mort by the door, like she's looking for something. Mort, you're the first one to hear it, though, as you are still keeping watch by the door and handling security. A kind of low rumble, a shake that you can feel starting in your boots. And at first, you think it's just a passing goat carriage that's wandering on the streets, but then it's getting closer and closer until finally it feels like it is on top of you and several of the other people in this party have now turned their attention towards Mort and kind of the door. And Mort, as you're just kind of starting to turn to get your bearings and understand what's going on, the door is blasted off its hinges into the center of the party. There is a billow of steam and smoke. Mort, you are thrown back a small ways such that you're not standing directly in the door, able to catch yourself, but now further back as into the party step a handful of individuals, maybe eight or so, all of them wearing the same mask fashioned from white porcelain with a flame motif up the side. All of them immaculately dressed in firefighter's garb. And the leader coming in sparks a hand and the hand is filled with flame. Sorry to crash the party, but we heard there were some interesting times and individuals to be had here. And that's where we're going to take our break and come back to an engagement roll. Oh my god. Oh. So, we will be back in about five to ten minutes. Everyone, throw your, uh, any more donations at our justice. We'll be running uh, the rest of the giveaways. I think we have, is it one more? Do we have one more or two more? One more. Um, Okay, so we got one more giveaway for the hard copy of Blades in the Dark. Congratulations to everyone who's won the giveaways so far. Uh, and we will see y'all in a couple of minutes. Hi, see you in a minute. Hello, and we're back. And in something of a tense situation, this entire party has been set up for our scoundrels to get in, make connections in high society, and start moving and shaking their product out into the world. And they're doing a good job of that. However, in fact, they've been doing exceptionally, commanding the room uh, and like playing people off each other and, and really, for lack of a better word, schmoozing it up with uh, the various members of society. And we've had a crit success and sixes across the board, but now the door has been blasted off its hinges and a gang of pyros in firefighter garbs and porcelain masks with a flame motif have entered the scene. 
And now it is time for the engagement role because we are going to be deciding how our scoundrels will be handling this situation. As a reminder, the general plans and engagement, uh, the plans of engagement as they exist are assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, and transport. I'm knocking transport off that list. You're, that's not happening. Yeah. Um, but how, what are y'all thinking? What's, what's the play? Uh, I personally think so. I think Wax would have made the case like at some point, people who are very big pan fans of Pyro are going to come in and cause a ruckus, whether they're one of the guests invited or some people who decide they want to show up. We should prepare for that, man. You know, like set up like a plan of attack for that. Uh, I can't remember what page that one's on. Okay, there we go. And so I think the big thing here is making sure we have like a sturdy group of people who can cover the door. Archie was nice enough to get uh, some bodyguards. And of course, Mort, you'll be there to watch the door, which basically means you take point. But just in case, here are some weapons I've hidden around the room. Okay. So are we thinking an assault plan? Like this is just all out brawl? Uh, I mean, yeah, I... Either that or try to find a way to convince them, but I don't think that they're going to be convinced. I I think Mort made made a pretty strong stance in if you're not on the list, then you're not you're not coming in, and he's going to stand by that stance. Mm -hmm. Okay. So okay. That's that's where Mort's at. All right, Crow. I don't think we necessarily have the time or means for an occult path out of this. I can't throw them all through a ghost door again. Not with that one too. <laughs> I do always have the ghost key on me just in case, but um, I don't know that they would all let us throw them one by one through a ghost door. <laughs> uh, Darn. <laughs> oops. I had another thought too if we want to do this knowing that something like this would happen well if we had like a secondary party location like we told our we went back to archie swung around said do that exact same setup but do it at this house like two doors down <laughs> and that we can get through the back door in case we need to move people that would be a flashback if you were to do that yep. and to set up something that complex and interesting you're going to take some stress for that <laughs> However, I like the cut of your jib on that. So I'm willing to let it happen, but you will take two stress. Can we, is there any way for us to split this stress so it's not all on Vax? I'd say sure. Uh, who's else willing to take that stress on themselves? What was the, what was the setup again? It's, uh, um... It'd be like a deception plan. So you know how like in some speakeasies you'd have to give a password or you'd be taken through one door and then you go through a bookshelf and then you go down the stairs and then you show up at the actual location of the party. Yeah. It's like the first party, which is just like a cover. Uh, it's basically something like that. Mm -hmm. 
Huh. Okay. That's like mm -hmm. how I kind of see it in my head. Yeah. I would normally offer to take the stress, but knowing what we're going into, and especially with that in my, I, I won't, don't think I'll be able to, because I have a feeling Asher is going to be the person that is going, because I am not necessarily good in a fight. Um, I'm squishy. So I'm going to be moving people, which means that invisibility I that I said I didn't need earlier, I might now need. Mm -hmm. I have regrets. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm at five, so I can afford to split it with you. If you okay. want to, uh, don't feel pre like don't feel pressured to, because also you have to entertain Scarlock a little bit, and also that maybe is some other true. people. I think. Yeah. Are you okay taking both of them then? I will be fine taking both of them. Don't be surprised if I get my second quirk. Okay. <sighs> trying listen, to prevent I... this. <laughs> right. We're trying right. to babysit. <laughs> so, so the plan is deception. Mm -hmm. And the trick, the method of deception here is a secondary location to continue the party in the event that something like uh, like this happens. I like it, and that is a good plan. Is this operation... Oh, so you start with one die for sheer luck. Is this option, uh, operation particularly bold or daring? Yes. Is this operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? That's a lot of people to move. That is an entire yeah. other setup to maintain. So yes, I'm sorry. Um, does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target? The target here effectively being the firebugs, which is, that's the name of this gang, by the way, the firebugs. Um, in this instance, yeah, I would say so because they've obviously taken an assault plan here. They're not expecting to have to maintain that across and, and indeed carry to a second location. So I'll give you a bonus die on that. Uh, does the target have is strong against this approach or have particular special defenses or preparations? No. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid? Yeah, I think Anya would be like, fuck, I guess I'll set up another party in the same <laughs> <aid> setup. <laughs> I'd say Anya can provide yeah. that. However, are any of your rivals or enemies interfering? Yes, you're at Always. war. Seems, seems that way. That's fine. We got two dice. That's all the we need. Fog hounds, the Foghounds have ensured that you were a little um, short on preserves and reserve, uh, rations for food and drink and the like by smuggling and stealing some of the supplies that were meant for you. Rude. Oh. We're going to have hmm. a nice long conversation with them after this. Uh, are there any other elements that I want to consider that maybe they are a lower tier target to give you a plus one die? No, no. They are technically a higher tier target, but this is a challenge that I'm setting for you and have sprung on you. I'm not taking away a dice for that. I am taking away a die, however, for the fact that you're about to try to be moving Lissa and Jera in close confines from one location to another. Yeah, that's fair. So, it's one die for the engagement. Up and down. Yeah, I think uh, Wax will like try and grab Spectre before uh, they leave and just say, keep Lissa 
and Jura away from each other, whatever you do. I'm gonna try to, oh God. <laughs> and anyone they brought with them. Yeah. Actually, folks, more and Lissa, other one's fine. They're cool. Yeah. Up and down. <laughs> Guys, gals, non-binary pals and monsters and scoundrels of the night. That is a one. That is a failure. We are in a desperate position. Everything is going wrong. Every roll we will be making will be from a desperate stance. These scoundrels will be getting experience points, stress, and probably fucking trauma, and oh, maybe yeah. some burns along the way. Uh, he just killed up. Oh. <laughs> We've got eight pyros, the firebugs entering through the door, flames coursing off their arms like firebenders out of Avatar The Last Airbender staring you down and advancing on your party. And as they go, the drapes around them are igniting in flame. Bits and bobbles of the uh, decoration that Anya so diligently set up here is burning alive around you. How are you responding to this situation? What are you doing? Spectre, you have already said that your job is going to be carting people out of here, making sure everyone gets out of here alive, yeah. safe, and specifically keeping Lissa and Jera separated. Separate, yeah. So tell me how you're things. doing that. Tell me how you're going about it. So I'm going to, I'm assuming we would have established like a backdoor exit. They're like through a kitchen or something like that. Absolutely. That is, and so, because I'm making the assumption that this party venue has a kitchen on site for the catering staff. So what I'm doing is going to be starting to as uh, stealthily as possible, mind you, um, starting to lead people that, back that way. I've been, I'm going in a certain order of not necessarily importance though, in telling groups of people. So I would probably make sure Lissa is one of the first people out and over there. And then Jara, knowing that there may, they may have brought certain people from the hive with them as well, or has an entourage. Did, did the hive have an entourage actually? Oh yes. Okay. I'm a little less worried then because they're pretty good on their own. Um, so I'm going to make sure Lissa and Helene are actually some of the two, like two of the first big ones that I get out the door. Uh, cause I'm still trying to make good with Helene. And so, um, all right. basically I'm stealthily trying to like move as soon as I hear that go off. I'm like, all right, through the back door and I'm coordinating with the, uh, the actual catering staff to as stealthily as possible, move people. Sure. So that's going to be a prowl roll. Yeah, um, that's what Carol, I was hoping for. It is, uh, that is going to be desperate standard. <laughs> Currently, you have two dice in Prowl. Here yeah. is what I would tell you. Uh, you can push yourself for the extra die. Alternatively, uh, you can also use your Ghost Veil, which would also be too stressed, and I would give you an extra die for that. Um, yeah, let's go for it. Ghost Veil time. Let's, let's go invisible here. All right. So you you uh you take the two stress, give yourself a bonus die for the ghost veil to uh kind of be that silent coordinator in the shadows, pushing yeah. people so that it's seems like everything is is flowing naturally, like everything has been set up ahead of time and you're bouncing people off each other and keeping them separated the way they need to be. Yeah. Now that is three dice with ghost veil. You can still push yourself or you can take a devil's bargain. What's the devil's bargain? The devil's bargain is that since you have started 
with uh, Helene and Lissa. Jera and her entourage are cut off by flames. <sighs> and you might have to go back or someone else might have to bring them through. I will risk getting burned actually for those guys. Um, so I'll take that. I can, okay. I, I've taken some fire damage already before. Uh, for everybody <laughs> right. listening, I took fire damage in the Session Zero game. So not unusual. That <laughs> so that's two bonus dice. So that, that would give you four dice. Now here's the next thing I'm gonna tell you. Do you wanna trade down a die to increase your effect up to great? It's a really good question. Oh my God, Jamie, you're giving me too many options. I'm indecisive. Um, <laughs> yes. So I'll go right. down. I yeah, three dice. Three dice. Risky. Desperate. Great. great. Desperate. De yeah, desperate. Great. Desperate. Great. God help. And me. don't forget to give yourself a, an a experience point and prowess for that. Great. Come on. One. Oh, okay. 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 That is a six. Oh six. my god. That is a six. <gasps> Thank God. Oh. It, and for those of you who dice? can't see in the audience, that is a one one six. But it doesn't <gasps> matter about the ones, it only matters what the biggest die is. And that is a six, which is a perfect success. Asher, you are the specter in this case. You get Helen and Lissa and everyone else out uh through the night. Mother Naria is whisked away, and even Skurlock, you're able to pry out from beside Crow and get him uh, carted through. And indeed, it's almost using Skurlock's intimidating presence helps motivate some of the other guests to move faster and down through the... To call it a back door is actually to do it disservice. Anya, when a, uh, Anya, who is the uh, art for uh, the audience, Anya is Archie's partner and actually the event coordinator. She's a dilettante with which the, uh, the gang is actually friends with. And... She set this up. She knows the criminal underworld a little bit. It's not a back door. It's a fucking tunnel from one building to the other. You will go down through the tunnel and out the other building, not even hitting the street. I am sending Anya flowers later, or <laughs> chocolates, or something really nice as a thank you. That's all that Asher is like saying under their breath <laughs> as we get everybody through. <laughs> However, the fire is raging like an inferno behind you and the hive do get cut off by the flames uh, cool. and they are currently trapped back. They, they are fully capable of handling themselves, but they did not make it to the door back That's through cool. the kitchen. And so That'll you might have to go plan. back for them or someone else might have to bring them through. The fires are burning now and the firebugs are advancing on your position. Let's go to Mort. Mort, you were by the door when they came in and your job is security. Yep. I am simply calling on whoever, I, I don't, it, you can let me know how many, um, how many actual bodies we have as security. But mm -hmm. um, whoever we have, I'm like commanding to my position and okay. I'm just going to hold the list and say, name. That's a command roll right there. If I've ever heard one, give me a command roll. Um, hell yeah, Mort. If I've ever heard for a, a, the equivalent of a goddamn D&D &D intimidation check, 
Give me a command roll. Um, you have one die in command. You are in a... Can I use the ghost field a little bit to make Mort seem more intimidating? Okay. You want to help Mort. I do uh, want to help Mort. All right, so you're going to kind of help Mort. Sure. Uh, you can do a little bit of a, a compelling action here to make Mort more intimidating. I say take a stress. Mort, you get a bonus yeah. die. Um, okay. So you've got, you've got a bonus die uh, on that for your command. Additionally... Do you want to push yourself? Devil's bargain. Um, would, uh, do you have anything in mind for a devil's bargain, potentially? I'd be open to it. Um, hmm. With the, f I would say, devil's bargain, you get a bonus die. Um, however, with the fire raging all around you already and starting to burn, you standing your ground, you'll take a burn. You'll take a harm at the end um, of this because I, you're standing in the flames yeah 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 um i think i think that's fine i'm i'm good for that uh cool so desperate standard uh, uh desperate standard effects you have two bonus die so far so do you want to trade a die down for a great effect Hmm. <laughs> no. All right. No, Desperate I standard. <laughs> Desperate standard. Three dice. Got it. And give yourself that uh, experience point in resolve for the desperate roll. Great. Yes. That is a six. <sighs> the sixes are rolling in tonight, everybody. Hmm. So you stand there in the flames. As you do, the flames lick up your side and you can feel yourself getting a burn just up. So in that, in your harm, take take one, uh, like, I'd say first degree burn. Um, and the, uh, a little bit of pulling on through the fire and the flames, pushing <laughs> and attuning through the ghost field, uh, Crow reaches out. And to any onlookers, as you say this, for a brief moment, Mort, you look like you have horns spiraling off the side of your head and an additional five eyes that crest over you as you look down, all of them glowing red, intimidating these. And as you do this, a couple of the firebugs bulk, intimidated, moving back. They are definitely less timid, which gives some of your security individuals who have come in kind of the opening that they need to kind of pick those off and get their attention and start taking them out kind of mm -hmm. and, and start uh, getting them out of the way. However, the leader who's focused on you in this doesn't seem to back down, reaches out, takes your list and burns it in his hands. I'm sorry. Uh, seems to have gotten away from you. I'm sure we're on it. I think we better talk about this outside. <clears throat> Wax. Mm. Wax is probably walking, uh, about to walk towards the front door 
and sees Mort for the most part look like he's got it handled and looks, I think, here back at the kitchen, like um, maybe some members of the hive saying, ah, shit, we got locked. Uh, we're closed off. The fire's spreading. Looks back okay. at Mort, looks back at the kitchen. I think Mort's got this and steps in just very calmly, grabs like a giant uh, blanket and rug and walks in and just says, I apologize for the inconvenience of this evening. Please, let me go ahead and clear the way for y'all, and we're going to go ahead, get this taken care of, and continue to enjoy the night. And I'm going to start putting out the flames with the rug. Ideally, I think it would be like a finesse roll. I... I'm going to look. I think... I will call that a finesse roll. You're correct for putting out the flames. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to go up to Jera and I'm going to hand her one of my, uh, one of my samples of Murmur, and I'm going to say, I hope this helps uh, alleviate any tension about the inconvenience. And to give you an example, I pull out the second copy, uh, second version of it, and. Uh, basically, like, take it, puff the gas, and inhale. And I'm going to uh, remember... I'm going to remember a uh, moment in time where uh, Tristero first met Lim, and they were dancing in a pub in, like, the most drunken way and ended the night with a kiss. Which is adorable. However, this... Substance. We have our first use of murmur in the game, a, a drug uh, that is kind of the, the basis of the entire venture here. So allow me, for the sake of our audience, to explain a little bit about it. Murmur is a gaseous inhaled substance that gives the feeling of a win, an achievement, a high ambition. Uh, and in some cases, it can even make people feel prescient uh, in the way that they think that they can foresee how they will achieve things. It is consumable. However, it is also unreliable there's a chance that it will bring back a bad memory instead of a good one. But if it brings a good memory and gives that high, it has the opportunity to give people a bonus die on a scene. Um, and that is a fortune roll to see whether or not it comes back. Now, the purity of the murmur dictates how many dice are used on the fortune roll. In this case, y'all are tier zero. So if that factors into the purity, purity, and the making of it. However, Archie and your previous acquisitions of Echo's line of substance for it, who Echo it comes from the tier five uh, damned organization, and your acquisition of the apparatus from the Dimmer Sisters, which who are tier two, factors in as well. So that means that your drug that you're currently manufacturing is a tier two drug, which makes it a two dice on the fortune roll. Okay. Thank God. So with that, I will be rolling the fortune. Uh, by the way, it, it comes off of the, the cruise sheet, see? Mm -hmm. And this is kind of, the situation is, it, it is basically a 50-50 split. If it's a one to a three, bad memory five or four to a six good memory 
And on a crit, you get two bonus dice instead of one. Ooh. So let's see what we get. I am so scared. That is a five. Oh, thank Ooh. God. That is a five. Okay. So, Tristero, as that memory curses through you, there's a little bit of shine uh, comes to your eyes as you puff the murmur. You get that feeling of high, and for the first time, you're like, you you get that feeling that comes through you, and you're like, okay. <sighs> no, you know what? Firebugs be damned. This party's going great, and I'm gonna prove it. And you lay out the uh, the blanket to put out the fire. Uh, go ahead and give me a finesse roll for that. What's my uh, position and effect? You're still in a desperate position. Excellent. I, I am going to say standard effect. Mm -hmm. um, so go ahead. Yeah, desperate standard. Uh, are you going to push yourself or take a devil's bargain? Um, what would be a devil's bargain in this situation? Your devil's bargain here is you get a bonus die, but no matter what, Jera's going to take the murmur as well here, and you don't know what she's going to do after she does that. I gave it to her willingly, so yeah, let's take that. I'm trying to, like, prove my trust with her, so hopefully she doesn't right. deal with it. So go ahead, take that bonus die, and keep in mind, if you want, you can trade down a die if you want to increase your effect to great. You know, I'm just going to stick with the desperation here and the standard effect, and I'm rolling. <clears throat> Roll 20, that is please. A three. That is a three. So, you go to put out the fire. However, Tristera, you're skilled in many things. Most of them are verbal, not physical, um, is the thing. <laughs> you do manage to, like make enough distraction and noise that the hive is able to go through. But the consequence here is that both you and members of the hive will get burned doing this. We'll probably will leave you injured and the people around you not having the greatest view of you. Of course, that is a consequence you can resist. I would like to resist that for sure. That will be a prowess resist roll. Excellent. All right. Uh, I can't push myself for this. I'm currently on my max, so it's either six or nothing. And it's a six. Oh. It is a six. Oh. <laughs> high risk, high reward, Ooh. baby. High oh risk, high God. reward. Because if you gotten one stress, you are out for the rest of the year. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. However, I will tell you, as you're putting out the flames, you take that moment to almost use your body. And as the flames look around you, you're caught in the reverie of that memory with Lim. And then it shifts to the memory later of that same person burning in front of you. That haunted light enters your eyes. You are distracted, taken out for, not permanently, but for a moment, as your reverie, your remembrance, pulls you back into all you've lost because of fire and pyro specifically. Which is okay. why you don't notice that Jera didn't go through with everyone else. Having taken the murmur, she has actually turned around and left the kitchen and appears to have re-entered the party where the pyros are. Crow. Uh, that is, I was. Oh, sorry. Mort is currently engaged, and you 
push through the ghost field to help uh, his intimidation, which definitely had some of effect. What else are you doing here? Uh, I was going to go and uh, do whatever I could to help Mott, but I think seeing that uh, Jenna is coming back in, I am going to try and interfere with that because I think the last thing we want is the leader of the hive to burn here in this party. That's uh. fair. I will note that as you see Jera come back in, in her hand, from beneath her uh, her clo- her suit, a dagger has emerged in each hand, a long dagger in each hand, and she is moving with purpose. So oh. if you choose to interfere with that, go right ahead. Um, however, I'm, I just want you to have all the information. Yeah. Mm. I know that she's certainly capable of taking care of herself. Uh, in terms of the fire itself, how is it going? Rage. It is raging all around um, you. Um, the decorations are destroyed. The champagne bottles have exploded because they of the boiling champagne inside them. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the very delicious hors d'oeuvres just aren't left there. You know, they're a bit too crispy yeah. to be eaten. Uh, I think my best bet here then is going to still be to help Mort, uh, because I don't want to get stabbed <laughs> particularly much. Um, I would like to try and compel a ghost uh, to come, like to be summoned here and help disperse the um, the firebugs, help Mot deal with them. Okay, so so tell me exactly how you're doing that. Like, are you engaging in combat or are you? Uh, I am going to. Um, not engage yet personally if if my if i summon the ghost i will engage with it but if i don't succeed in that i will die probably so you're going (laughs) to compel a ghost to appear to try to scare the firebugs yes push them away everything all right that's going to be an attune roll um for sure so so give me an attune roll um hmm Let's see. Do you want to push yourself? Are you interested in a devil's bargain? I am always interested in a devil's bargain. <laughs> mm. The devil's bargain here is that regardless of how you s- roll on this, you will summon a ghost. What will change is how friendly it is to you. Okay. That is fair. I will take that risk. All right. So give yourself a bonus die for that. You are in a desperate standard position. Um, You can, again, trade a die if you want for great effect. Uh, No, I think I will stick with uh, taking the dice that I have. Okay. That is probably a good plan. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Yes! That is double sixes again. That is a second crit for Silas Crow Heartroot. Holy Ooh. shit. Incredible. Can you point this out? This is crit back to back. back yeah, I have, I, I, have not mm-hmm. vo- I have not rolled for anything else. Amazing. <laughs> As you reach out and compel into the ghost field, you summon not one, but two entities. Ghosts would be a misnomer in this case. 
the first entity that shows up, you hear a voice come through. Ah, there's fire everywhere! What the fuck? Ah! Jesus! What the shit, Crow? What the I'm shit? I'm sorry! I'm very sorry. You fucking whippersnapper! And you! Are you the ones causing this goddamn fire? And Rick comes in and he starts just cussing out like two of these fucking uh, firebugs to the point that they kind of just stop and like slowly, like almost like sink into the floor like their grandfather is yelling at them kind of a thing. And <laughs> Rick just goes off. He is cussing up a storm so bad enough that it would make Asher blush. Um, <laughs> like it is brutal going through and these two firebugs are just like and rick just goes and goes and goes so much and he's kind of like advancing on them so much that they're kind of like slowly which do they just leave like they back their way out the door as rick like keeps talking to them and they're just they're just gone they're just gone gone that they're being hounded by a ghost it's a different kind of haunting let's say um <laughs> as this uh compels down on them the second thing that you summon doesn't arrive immediately, but you hear a sound like a bell in the back of your mind that rings. And you can feel something coming. Mort. Did we establish that uh, we had uh, hidden away weapons throughout yes. this party? We did. Okay. Um, I would like to, uh, in that case, seeing that they're not obviously yielding to my to my words um, and feeling the burns underfoot, uh, I'm going to uh, hop over to this sort of like booth I guess where I have, um, I'm, I'm going to say for the sake of theming, a fireman's axe uh, stashed. And I'm going to uh, engage this leader uh, and right. simply say, I don't like bugs in my food. And he's going to swing. So, <laughs> Mort. Uh, I would like to uh, point out that yes. you have recently acquired the special ability not to be trifled with. You yes. can push yourself, i.e. take two stress in order to perform feats of superhuman physical force, such as engaging a small gang on equal footing in close combat. You, if you want to direct all of that just on the leader, I would say that you would be going into this desperate position, but great effect. Now, mind you, you are burned, so that would lessen it to standard because you you do have a, an injury. Right. But if you want to be not to be trifled with, you you were going to be in that superhuman realm of this is my shit. Yeah, uh, I will absolutely do that. Uh, that's just two stress. You take two stress, and you you automatically are going up in effect, and that isn't even in the terms of the the role itself. So you can still push yourself on the role for an extra die kind of a thing. Okay. So uh, that is, now are you skirmishing or are you wrecking? I'm wrecking. 
You're wrecking. All right. Absolutely. So give me a wreck roll. Uh, you okay. are currently at, with all that desperate standard effect after uh, injury is taken into account. Would you like okay. to push yourself or take a devil's bargain? Um, I think not. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stick with it. Um, okay. So that's just, so yeah, so no bonus die risky or uh, okay. desperate standard. Desperate standard. Okay. Yep. That is okay. a five. So that is a success with consequence. You twirl the axe around and come in and start going at this guy. He's bringing up flames like a shield and a weapon. He's mitigating this. He's almost flowing like water around you as you bring that axe in. And as it does, you definitely ram into his chest and get a good hit off. And you can see a massive cut. He is deeply injured now. However, that burn, that fire, you've already taken one burn. It creeps and advances and he flares it almost in your face, basically. You will take uh, another first degree burn, which would be another level one injury. Don't forget, you can resist this. Um, Is this something that I can resist with armor? It is harm. So yes, you could yeah, potentially okay. um, risk this with uh, armor. Resistance uh, armor. So, so I'm gonna do that. All right, so you're gonna use your normal armor? Yes. All right, so the fire, uh, so that is a level one harm. So it armor resists one level of harm. So the fire goes off and it, and you look back, your beard does become shorter a little bit as it singes <laughs> down. Um, it's not, you know, not super close, but it, it's, it's shaved and curled a little bit now. And, yeah singed and uh you can smell burning hair in the air uh as you kind of take that uh to the chest and you kind of move and like the little bit of fire coating prevention that you've put on your armor flares it off over your head uh and you turn back crow that boom sounds a twelfth chime and mort at your back a suited figure with seven eyes and doffs a, ha doffs a hat to the side. All seven eyes open and his fingers snap. It's time for lesson two, Mort. Show no mercy. And he cracks his knuckles and dives onto two of the firebugs. Oh my goodness. Spectre. Yeah. I'm good. You. I'm just still in shock. <laughs> you have been guiding people around, yes. getting them out of here and everything uh, as you've uh, making sure. Now you've, you've gotten them down into the tunnels. You've gotten right. them across the new party. Your job now is to keep them calm, to assure them that everything is fine. Tell me how you're doing that. <laughs> okay, so... How we're doing that is we're making this into a bigger party than the last one was. So I have, oh God, ooh, is that Asher? I think it might be Asher. So there's a multitude of tactics we can take here. However, what we've got and done is gone to the bar um, where I'm assuming we would have had like a bar, a standard bar setup where you could have gone up and gotten drinks or is it just being brought around by like the wait staff? You could get your own drinks. It's an open bar. Perfect. 
Um, the event planner in me is now thinking through all the tactics. That's the problem here. <laughs> um, so, okay. What we're going to do is we are going to, what do I have that can be fun? I'm trying to think of a fun way to utilize some of the things I may or may not have on me. Okay, actually, no. What we're going to do is uh, spin this slightly differently. So, because we each ha would have had a couple of vials of Murmur on ourselves, Asher jumps on top of the uh, jumps onto like the 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 bar top, basically, mm -hmm. to get everybody's attention. Just thank you all for indulging me in this uh, new venue and new look, new feel. Go figure, there's somebody who wants to crash our absolutely delightful party. I can't blame them. However, they did a little bit of damage to the decor, and we can't have that now, can we? Instead, and they pull out both vials. I think it's a good time that we show you a lot a demonstration. However, I am certain you are all chomping at the bit to see what this does for yourself. This is Murmur. This is what we have for you. Now, I obviously don't only have these two vials here. However, let's make this fun and make this into a bit of a gamble, shall we? Let's take bets. And the prize happens to be Murmur. There are various tactics we could take here. We could either do, you know, a drinking competition, that's always fun, but that I think is a bit beneath us in this case. We could do a competition to see who comes in next through that door, whether it is Mort, Tristero, Crow, my money's actually on Tristero, but mostly because they can't take any more damage, or, I mean, I'm gonna say that I probably would have kept on me some form of dice cards, something that is oh yeah, absolutely. gambling wise. It's Asher, of course. It's Asher. This is how we're doing this. <laughs> Let's leave this up to a game of chance, shall we? Who in this crowd is interested in having their hand at a chance of murmur? We're trying to amp up the crowd as much as possible. Give me a sway roll. <laughs> okay, you are cool. swaying the crowd. You are working it. <laughs> Cool. So, uh, you have one dot in sway. Yep, I do. You can't afford to push yourself without nope, throwing I cannot. your quirk <laughs> uh, at this point. You are still in a desperate standard position right now. Cool, good. Because, <laughs> um, you know, desperation does not end just because the uh, problem is out of sight. <laughs> oh, I was going to make a joke at... Asher's dating record with the desperate, but sure that also that's also accurate. <laughs> what is my bargain, devil's bargain? Thank you. <laughs> your devil's bargain is this. Uh crowd's gonna take you up on that game of chance. But one way or another, you're gonna be into up taking having to take one of those vials of murmur with whoever's the winner. Yeah, and I will take that bargain. I had a feeling it might go in that direction. So, okay, I will take it. So desperate, right. 
standard, and I get one bonus. You get one bonus die. Go ahead and give me a sway roll. Oh, pray for me. That yes. is six. I have... This is... To... It's your day. <laughs> This day. is good. This is a good day. Apparently, Asher and parties works beautifully. Go figure. <laughs> All right. So you push the crowd, work them, get them ramped up into a game of chance, and eventually it it peters out and works its way down. I'm going to call this a fortune roll. And the way I'm going to run this fortune roll, on a one, the winner is Mother Narya. On a okay. two, the winner is Nessa. On a three, the winner is Skurlock. On a four, the winner is Lissa. On five, the winner is Helene. And on a six, the winner is a random person who does not have an association with you. Cool. I want Helene to win. We can do drugs together. It's going to be a great start to our relationship. I would say six is Jera, but Jera's not here, is she? No, I'm sorry. I'm in their defense, they're already doing it. They're fine over there, apparently. So, rolling a fortune. That is a two. Nessa of the Grey Cloaks. Cool. <laughs> so the uh, the ex cop turned ring fighter uh, lets out a loud ha! Hell yeah! As she uh, uh, takes out the uh, wins the the roll of fortune. Comes up and is, uh, takes the murmur of vile, or takes the vile of murmur. Crosses arms with you and it's like, oh, come on, pretty thing. Show me what you got. Oh, darling. You ready for a good time? Mm, always. Well, let's go. Clink. Just click the button <laughs> and the gas uh, goes off in your face and Perfect. inhaling it. You both kind of breathe it in and that kind of a lights in your mind and you can see the spark come to Nessa. Uh, we will do a fortune roll for the lovely and wonderful Asher to see how they do and whether they get a good memory or a bad one. Perfect. They get a bad one. A very ah, bad one. That's a very, okay. very bad one. Oh, Tell us about your memory. Yeah. I know exactly which memory this is going to be. So this, the memory that comes up is between Asher and this, you see what Asher sees, and I'm just gonna describe that because that seems easier in this. The the memory comes through as Asher on the on this giant king-sized bed, four poster, all of the beautiful like drapery kind of adorning it, alongside with this gorgeous noble woman. Who is known as Roslyn. And it is this moment of Roslyn. The other one's just angry, vicious, upset at something Asher has done, whether it is cheated, lied, stolen, combination of all three. Asher is just looking down at their feet, embarrassed, dismayed, upset, disappointed that they hurt this person that they cared for. And that, with Asher leaving the bed, leaving the room, and leaving that mansion is the bad memory that hurt them. Asher, I need you to make a resolve role to play off 
this bad memory. Yeah, that's fair. So that no one in the party notices. Cool. So just straight up resolve? Just, just, just straight that? up resolve. Oh god, okay. Up and down. <laughs> that is a four. So you you don't take stress. This isn't about the stress for you. This is this is I'm using resolve as a skill in this. Okay, point. cool. So a four does come. So you manage to to play it off, kind of a thing. Uh, like no one can see the light fade behind your eyes. No one can see the uh, kind of the dark memory and the stress kind of creeping in your mind. However, it is a four, which is uh, is a success, but with a consequence. And in this case, the consequence being is that Nessa got so ramped up uh, that you, and you got so distracted by trying to keep your cool that you didn't see her like get ramped up and she's a she's a brawler she's a fighter she's ready to fight and she's throwing a punch at you um so your 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 consequence here is one harm uh specifically being a uh well a cracked tooth um and uh, you can either take that or you can resist that that would be a prowess resist Oh, sorry. <laughs> how how much does Asher value their good looks and their their uh and their their teeth and the like? Um, I am so case. tempted to make this, knowing that I can only take two stress. This is not a bad time for me to go out if I'm gonna go out, guys. <laughs> um, I'm gonna resist it. All right, give me a prowess resist. This is not gonna go well. I'm sure it's not going to. <laughs> Come on, six. That nope. is a three. Oh. 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 So, Asher, clear your stress and give yourself one quirk. You don't have to talk about it now. We can talk about it talk in about the post-game, but you are out for the rest of this uh, scene and session. You've managed to quell the party, though, in this instance, with your gambling, and to get the fortunes and the roll rising uh, and to get people's excitement for Murmur going and to get them distracted from the blazing inferno happening uh, two doors down. I did my job. I deserve a break. <laughs> Speaking of two doors down, Mort, a knife comes flying over your shoulder as it lands thuds into the shoulder of a person, not killing them, but as Jera is advancing towards that with eyes locked on. Wax, though. What are you doing? Because you have come back from your haunted reverie and realize Jera's not here, but the fire is out, and you're alone in the kitchen, hearing the scrambling noises of fighting outside and the still burning building. I think um, so. When we come back and see Wax, his face is like legitimately steaming because he had like tears rolling down his eyes, and um, he walks into the the main towards the main entrance and sees Mort and sees the fire, like how many firebugs are left just out of curiosity? Uh, so two of them have gotten like taken out and are, are have been by Rick, uh, the hunt, the demon that um, Crow summoned uh, appears to have taken down two of them. Um, if someone doesn't call him off soon, he's probably going to kill them. It's kind of a matter of, goodbye, Parker. Bye. Um, <laughs> Minor technical difficulties, don't worry, we got it. Um, but the hunt, um, basically the 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 hunt, if someone doesn't call the hunt off soon, he is going to kill these two. Uh, and 
you know what death does to your uh, wanted level. Um, but so those two are taken. Those two are taken. Mort is one on one with the leader who's here. Um, and then there's some security guys who are taking off another two. So there's like one guy that's currently not handled per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think Wax is still very much in a daze. All these people have like a porcelain mask on with like a flame motif, right? Uh, Yeah. I think they don't see the mask really on people. And they like walk towards the one person who's like probably like catching more flame and just like casually walks up to them, tears still rolling down the eyes and uh, grabs the person by the shoulder and just says, Lem, I'm sorry. And then puts sleep powder right under the mask. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna call that a skirmish. That is that is a straight up skirmish for you. Mm-hmm. So, give me a skirmish roll, Tresero, uh, right. and make it a good one. Uh, do you have a devil's bargain for me? I, I do have a devil's bargain for you. A person's mask is gonna fall off. Excellent. Yep. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck. Oh my goodness gracious. Hold on. I accidentally yeah. I accidentally closed my freaking toolbar and I can't see the roll. There. Oh no. Two and three. <laughs> so the sleep powder goes up, but the uh largely the, the mask falls off and the person shakes their head and a bunch of dark loose curls fall out as the face of let me look at my notes real quick. As the face of Marasi looks up into you. Ooh. Your former compatriot with Lim, who helped you as a pusher of Pyro previously. The sleep powder has not taken effect. And the consequence here, because you rolled very poorly, so no sleep powder effect. She looks up at you, looks into your eyes as you look into hers and clocks you right in the face. Um, Ooh, I think, I think I'm gonna try and evade that. All right, that is going to be a prowess roll. Um, you can't afford to take any stress or you are out. I know. <laughs> that is a six. Whoa, Holy whoa. shit. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Skinny your teeth, wax. Skinny your goddamn teeth. Let's see how lucky I feel by the end of the night. (laughs) Right. She comes up to ironically cold cock you, uh, but you manage to duck backwards as it uh, whiffs. And as it does, she scoops the mask down from the the floor and bolts out into the street. Um, I think like at that point, Tristero is like knocked out of whatever days they were in and just goes, that was that was Marassi. What the fuck? That was Marassi. I pointed the guy that has a knife. How the fuck do you know her? And like pulls out the gun at that point. At this point, um, the leader that you've been up against, Mort, who is mm. injured, looks at the remaining. 
Firebugs! Back to the half. We burned enough kindling this time. Besides, Firekeeper's gonna want to hear who, what kind of people we found here. This just got interesting. Uh, and he's gonna go to leave um, with his compatriots. This is what I would call a collective action for those of you who are left, um, since our lovely Asher is out of commission and currently distracting a party and is in fact out of commission in such a way that she's actually probably drunk, um, partying, Keep it, she's, she's gone full party girl at this point uh, and is just trying to make sure people have a good time. Um, but for the rest of you who are here, collective action, you got a choice here. You could take down these firebugs, the ones that are here anyway, if you want, if you really push for it. But in the process, the hunt will probably kill someone, if not two people, and Jera might get hurt because of how reckless she's currently being. So you gotta make a choice as a collective. Take down the firebugs or stop the hunt and keep people from getting, uh, stop the hunt and Jera and keep people from getting more hurt and let the firebugs go. Mm -hmm. I have an idea and I don't know how it's going to turn out or how it will be scored, but I, I like it. Um, so Mort is going to yell for the hunt and go to ha like wrap the handle of the fireman's axe around the neck of the leader, barring mm -hmm. them from leaving and just like beckoning to the hunt to try and get them to get their attention on me, basically. Oh, hunt, those are those aren't your marks. Those aren't your marks or mine kind of deal. Those aren't your marks or this is your mark. This is very important here. What I'm what I'm going to say is maybe mark this one. Make me in. I'm going to look at something real quick, but I think more you have a choice here. Mm -hmm. Make me a commander and a tune roll. Um, can, can, can we help out with like an attune action, like a group action I, at all? I certainly have an idea. I probably could, uh, mm -hmm. if you wanted me to, um, to alter the like circle that I used to summon the ghost in the first place. I could make some quick alterations, see if it can influence the hunt in your favor. This is on you, John, whether or not you want to do that. A group uh, roll, a group attune roll, everyone would roll a tune, and whoever chooses to be the person taking the stress on failed rolls would mm -hmm. take the stress, but we would collectively take your dice looking for the highest. Um, I think that is the best choice, and I would opt to take the stress. Okay, so Mort's going to opt to take the stress. I need an attune roll from everyone uh, that is here. So, Tristero, Mort, and uh, Crow. It's desperate it is standard? Desperate. Yep, it is still desperate standard. So everyone gets an experience point in resolve. Ooh. Ooh. That's a four 
Oh, that is unfortunately a two. a two. I'm sorry, Mort, because when when you have no dots in it, you got to take the lower. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is a three. Well, we succeed at least. Oh, we right. do succeed. So, Mort, you take two stress. Yep. And but it is a four as a success as. Crow, you go down and you very quickly modify the circle that you've made for ghosts. You re, uh, just the basic knowledge you have on demons and the hunt uh, and the minimal experiences you've had, modify it for uh, almost more into a circle of war. Um, Tristero, as this is happening, you can't afford to think about Marasi right now as much as you would like to. So you take the remnants of the sleep powder that you have and take the ash uh, and mix it up into kind of a, a I'd, I'd almost call it like a spark powder and toss it into a flame at the the hunt's back to go poof, kind of do a quick spark poof and to get the hunt's attention to turn up towards Mort. And as you do Mort, you're like, come on, don't you want a real hunt, a real target? And the hunt stops, turns, leaving the very injured firebugs that he is on to scramble away and, and flee out the door, uh, broken, battered, but alive. He turns to look at the one you're holding. Oh, Morty, Morty, Mort, Mort. I like you. I like the way you think. We're going to make this interesting, though. He reaches out. From his out of nowhere in his hand emerges a knife. And he holds it over the fire until it is searing red hot and then hands it to you, Mort. Carve my mark into his chest. Mort is going to take take the knife and with a surprisingly practiced uh, form, he's going to carve it while standing backwards, like into this person without, shockingly practiced without having to really look at it. As you carve it in, the firebug in front of you screams in agony. And then you let him go. The hunt chuckles. Run away, little firebug. It's no fun if there isn't a chase. And the leader scrambles out the door. The hunt laughs and laughs and laughs. Now you're learning, Mort. Welcome to the wild hunt. And he disappears. The firebugs are gone. All of them fled at this point which is enough to stop Jera in her reckless advance. And eventually, come down a little bit from the murmur. Wax, you're able to get Jera to return to the party with kind words and smooth actions now that she's still riding that high that she got along with you, and you even get a smile out of her for what it's worth, riding on that murmur. Ah, the building is lost. You all flee as it disintegrates in flames just in time to hear a kind of a distant uh, 
basically attache of the blue coats coming to put out the fire, the fire brigade, as it were. Uh, a very a a brigade of the blue coats that has been getting more funding recently, given the recent rise in pyro, um, coming to deal with this burning down building. But the party goes on, undisturbed, into the night. And when morning comes, you all have managed to walk away with minimal injuries to your guests. Whatever injuries you might have taken to your mind and body in the process. To that end, we're now going to go to downtime. Congratulations oh. on surviving the party. Gracious. So, once you're away surviving. from another... <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Take a breath, everybody. Take a breath. <laughs> Wait. All right. Asher brings up a good question in chat. Asher, what bed did you wake up in? <laughs> oh, no. I need to know. We... <laughs> See, I was about to respond with, like, okay, but we went, we got another bed all together, and it was just multiple people, and it worked out great. Yeah. Uh, all, Asher, all the beds. Does that count? There you go. Asher, Asher give me a fortune roll. Just a <laughs> random fortune roll. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, okay. Just, just two dice. Two dice fortune roll. Number of dice, two. Beautiful. Submit. No, there's no notes. Two and two. 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 You wake up in your own bed, alone. God damn it. Uh, womp womp. Doesn't mean you didn't make some good connections, though. Uh, Crow does. Uh, Crow does want to give a vial of murmur to Skurlock. Um, right. Partially uh, in apology for having their evening so disturbed. <laughs> That's fair. And valid. Um, so, I'm actually, because this is the payoff for the job, before we go into downtime, we're going to talk, uh, well, payoff is the first part anyway. So the payoff for this job, remember, isn't coin. It is reputation. There was no real coin on the line. However, you got a base three reputation based on, you start with base two by default, and it was plus one because of just general tier. Of the people you made happy, you made Mother Naria very happy. So that's four. You made Jera quite pleased with your product, to say the least. Um, and with your handling of the situation. So I'll give you the two for Jera. Nessa had a good time. <laughs> Disappointed that she didn't get to have a real brawl, but had a good time. So I'm going to give you that one. You handled Skurlock deftly, to say the least, and very well. So I'll give you the two for Skurlock. Oh. Lissa was not paid attention to through most of the night yeah. in any form, shape, or regard. Um, not to say that she was not intrigued by how you handled things, but you did not pay her any mind. So I'm not giving you the rep for that. Last but not least, Helene was more than satisfied with her time uh, <laughs> at your party and with how well you handled yourselves. So 
That comes out in the wash to 10 reputation, four of which maxes you out. So now we got to decide whether or not you're going to go up in tier. The amount of coin it costs to go up in tier is equal to your crew tier plus one. So, um, no, wait, that's not correct. How do you go up in tier? It, it, it costs a certain amount of tier coin to go up in tier. Oh, okay. It's it's equal to uh it's equal to two plus double your current tier. So your current tier is zero. So it costs you two coin to go up to a tier one gang. I've, I think that's we have it. That's probably yeah. pretty easy. Where our coin is maxed out for the uh, yeah. for the crew. Yeah, we have the so, coin. So let's let's burn away two coin from your vault. And y'all are now a tier one gang with a weak hold, um, which means you also get a new piece of turf. Congratulations. Ooh. Ooh. So as your new piece of turf, what would you like? Would you like just a generic turf that gives you options to more turf later? You can also get your hands on a local graft, which means that for um, shows of force and social venues such as this, you would get an additional two coin or um, would you like surplus caches, which gives you extra coin for product sales or supplies? Both are good. I was gonna say either is good, I think. I think the next step would probably be a product sale. So if we get have surplus cash, yeah, it's like going back to Archie and saying, good news, bad news. Firebug showed up as bad news. Burned down the first house, good news. Your wife is, a, your partner is amazing. And that second house came in clutch. Yeah. We need more product immediately. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. All right, so surplus cash as it is. Now you will get any jobs that involve uh, the sale of product or garnering supplies for your product gives you an additional two coin on top of whatever the base is. Uh, and that is your payoff on rep. So that was four there. And then you get an additional but you got a turf, so we mark that is just that goes towards your reputation. And then one, two, three, four, five, six. Y'all need five more rep to go and get a to solidify your hold as a tier one gang. Um, so well done, truly well done. Uh, so that's the payoff there. Now we get to talk heat. Was this smooth and quiet? With low exposure. I mean, no. No. <laughs> no. Not really. No. To but be fair, not our fault. Right. Not your fault. Like... <laughs> and also, not really the point uh, of this. You were trying to make some noise in terms of your, your moving your supplies, right? But compared enough. to that last job, very well done. Um, so I would say, I would actually call this contained because you kept it contained to the building. You got everyone out. You, you handled the situation. So that's just two heat. Now, for a high-profile, well-connected target, you do get an additional heat. The high-profile connected targets being all of your guests, plus the firebugs are very in the news right now with everything going on. So you get an additional heat for that. Uh, add one heat if the situation happened on hostile turf. No, this was under your control. This is, y'all knew what you were doing. You, you This was a place that you rented out. Uh, add one heat if you're at war, which you are. And then add two heat if killing was involved. You managed to avoid killing anyone. You pulled the hunt <laughs> off no of that person. 
So nothing there. That is four heat on you. So, which is pretty good, all things considered, honestly. Um, very well done, I would say. However, now we get to go to entanglements, uh, which is always the fun part for me and how it, what kind of problems this might cause for the, uh, for the crew. So the number of dice is equal to your wanted level, which is one. No bonus dice. We are rolling on the heat four to five table. What is your entanglement for this job? A two. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I don't like how you said that. I feel no. more concerned than the party. You've taken demonic notice. Well, a demon that makes sense. has taken an interest in your party, but maybe not the one you expected after all this was said and done. Damn it, Morton. Crow. You made contact with the other side in a volatile, violent way this way. Amidst fire and flame, you pulled so hard that drawing on that and the fact that Mort was here pulled on that connection and the hunt showed up. In the wake of this party, as you're going about the day-to-day -day normal life for you, you return to your dormitory as you are a student at the academy. I sure am. And as you're kind of just tending to your, your day-to-days, you watch as you're kind of making yourself up in the mirror, as the mirror the behind it ignites in flame and then slowly burns down. Whether or not your mirror is actually burning, you can't tell. But as it does, on the other side of it, looking out at you is just two cinders, like smoldering coals in darkness with flames reached around the edges. The contact, the other side, amidst flame, is my domain, little crow. And to do it with such volatile entities nearby, the likes of Skurlock, the hunt. Fascinating. Are you interested in being Baptized in flame, crow. I am interested in moving forward. Hmm. Ever forward, never behind. These little firebugs, these pyromaniacs are an insult to my legacy of ash and fire. I can teach you true control of the flame, one that rests in your heart. I can show you the tricks that they deign only to emulate. Should you so choose, 
And in this manner, with demonic notice, you can accept the demon's bargain. Forfeit three reputation to hide until it loses interest. Or find another way to deal with it. Crow is going to accept it. Mm, brilliant. Then let us begin tutelage. The realm of fire itself. And I'm going to be adding a clock to your sheet, uh, Crow, for uh, mastery of ash and flame. Uh, and that is something that you will be able to spend your downtime on and working in terms of, you know, advancing interests and potentially getting yourself a new special ability out of it. Ooh. Nothing could possibly go wrong with this. Oh. Never. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Under no circumstances. Anyway. So, that is your entanglement. Let's go ahead and get to actual downtime activities. Now, as you remember, you all technically get to downtime activities, except for that minor little thing that y'all are at war still with the Foghounds, which means you only get one. Let's start with Mort. Mort, how are you spending your downtime? Um, I'm definitely going to um, go to the doctor. Okay. Uh, and fix up that first degree burn. Sounds good. The doctor's gonna kind of just like, you again? What is it with you people? It's, uh, this one should be pretty, pretty straightforward. I know you, you've dealt with burns pretty recently, I think. Yeah, you short friend. Came in here looking like a barbecue. Yeah, I got plenty of salve for it. Just get a seat. Much appreciated. All right. And so he's going to take some time and he's going to, he's going to work on that. Uh, okay. So that fills in three, three clicks of the progress clock on your healing. So you're not fully healed yet. Uh, mm. you're, if you want to, you can spend a coin on another downtime action to heal that up or spend that coin on a downtime action to reduce your stress. Um, or that, that can just be your downtime. Um, goodness gracious, I'm in, I'm in kind of a bad spot. Um, so I, I am going to spend an, a coin to finish up that healing. Okay. All right. So the, the doctor is going to be like, Ooh, I think you got burned a bit worse than you thought. Yep. That's, that's it. So you're healed up So go ahead and re remove that injury. Great. Um, is there a limit to how much coin you can spend to get more down nope as long as you okay, got okay. the coin you can keep doing downtimes then i'm gonna go down to i'm gonna spend my last coin to um go indulge in my vice broke but healthy that's mort yep <clears throat> that's how he likes it all right so go ahead and hit your indulge vice button as you go to see marlene who this time takes you in he's like that last fight we might need to you know kind of work on the basics again with you a bit. Why don't you hop in the ring with me? Uh, also, I think I'll, uh, I, I hate to do it, but I, I, I feel like I, I deserve it this time. I'm probably gonna hell. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll volunteer to, to teach the, uh, the level one boxers for a bit. 
I'll take the next shift on that. Hey, no better way to refresh yourself on the basics than to teach others them. Yep. That's the thing. It becomes a point in every point when you're doing martial arts where you can't stop learning until you start teaching others. So uh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Give me an indulge vice roll. Just flat, right? I don't. Yep. Just flat. There's Wait. just a big indulge vice button, and you click it. Yes. Six. That is all your stress. Oh, Clear your stress. Awesome. Hit the little X at the bottom. Amazing. Woo! Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Mort's doing great Love now. That. Healed up. He's broke, but he's he's, he's as good as he's ever been. I will Still take, a little reckless, but I will absolutely take broke. No stress, no harm, any day. All right, Wax, your downtime. Yeah, um, I, I have two thoughts here. Either I can go indulge in my vice and get rid of some of my stress, or I can ignore my vice, get one more point of stress, and clear all of it. <laughs> <laughs> because I do want to get rid of that project. Yeah, that is fair and valid on you. You, It's entirely in your wheelhouse there, uh, Tristero. Yeah. You, ha you I, don't have any coin. I don't. I think, so here, here's my here's my logic around it. I think uh, Tristero just feels extremely thrown off that Marasi is in town working for the Firebugs. Um, and reliving that experience with Lim and then seeing uh, Lim catch on fire in front of them uh, just even after the part like after the party even after talking and everything being a huge success they are still very thrown off and don't even go by the grave at that point just completely forget about it and I think they that's where they max out on stress and just like pass out yeah um, okay and this, of course, being them uh, working through and talking to people and uh, trying to finally get that paperwork done for Donovan and him okay. going to other ministries yeah. and saying, I need a copy of this. Hand it over. Swing. Sure. To give yourself another quirk, first off. <laughs> um, and second, uh, yeah, give me a roll for finishing up those papers for Donovan. I would call that... Well, what are you using to finish these up? It's going to be Sway. It's, um, or actually, I guess it would be more consult sort still because, like, it's reaching out to connections and saying, I need you to give me these papers. It's very yeah. important that you do. All right. Give me a consort roll. All right. Boop, boop. I'll take a four. Okay. Uh, four is going to finish off the clock. So All right. you can, be oh, that is not what I wanted to do. I am trying to delete the clock. The clock Thank you. restarts once again. Do it over, but better. <laughs> Do it over. Whoops. Uh, the clock is gone. You managed to get the finish up the cover papers for Donovan, who takes them, gives you a nod, and disappears for now. And Wax just says, don't let anyone ever say, I break out of a deal. And um, they, like, shake hands again. And that, like, uh, web of yeah. uh, ink proceeds from Donovan and goes back onto Wax and just stretches up and finds like a place to rest on the shoulder. Swirls a few times off camera and fades out. Absolutely. 
Is, are you only using the one downtime action? I That's guess you have the coin. Yeah, I'm broke. You are broke. All I'm right. broke and soft. Crow. Uh, Crow is also going to uh, indulge in the advice. Because uh, I don't like being three stress away from a quirk. I would like to be less than that. <laughs> Absolutely. So go ahead and give me a uh, indulge advice roll. As a five, hey. so reduce Ooh. it down. Uh, I think you only have one stress now. Wow. Y'all are going to be living stress-free for this next one. Yeah. We need to go, great, we can make as many risks as we want. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> uh, and are you, so you, as an indulging your vice, uh, your vice is very weird. Please indulge us in how that goes. Uh... Silas goes down to, uh, I forget what it's called, the, the place that the father runs in Six Towers. Um, oh, um, yes. Um, get what it is called. The Church of the Weeping Lady? No, it's the one that the father runs, not the one that the mother runs. Oh. <laughs> that is why I have forgotten. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Father Yorin? Yes. It is also the Church of the Weeping Lady. Oh, they're, they're the, the same, same place? Okay. They're the same place. <laughs> Uh, it's just two different sides of the same place, you know. <laughs> she she handles the 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 more mm, shall we call normal customers, and Father Yorn <laughs> indulges with the stranger side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think I think it is funny then that uh, the uh, crow and um, wax go to the same place <laughs> for solving their problems. <laughs> <laughs> Two sides of the uh, same coin. Um, but uh, yeah, so Crow goes down to the to the church and uh, sort of books a private room. Um, and you may guess from how you see Crow in normal life that they very much like to flirt with danger um, and don't really take uh, much note of the consequences that come with it. Very uh, like taking it in stride sort of way. Um, and they like to take that flirtation to a further level to relieve their stress. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you managed to relieve some stress by quite literally flirting with the other side in some mm-hmm. respects. Excellent. And Asher. Uh, Asher, I... you have no stress. No, it's great. This is wonderful. I see what they're all talking about now. <laughs> You have no stress. So how would you like to spend your downtime? I have this figured out. Uh, For the record, I already decided that the the quirk, the quirk that I'm picking up is reckless because you know how when you have like a bad breakup that sits with you, you kind of just throw yourself into a lot of different things kind of recklessly. That's what this memory did to Asher in this case. And for that reason, and I correct me if it doesn't work this way, We're going to train. I want to train and resolve with the idea of I am kind of going into like practicing my consorting and swaying kind of prowess in a way by going to the Silver Stag and talking to Elaine and not gambling for once. Yes, so training (laughs) is, you're pretty close on how training works. Yeah, it's basically you train in either insight, prowess, or resolve, and you get experience points in that. And when you max out the experience points in that bar, you can put the dot anywhere. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So I'm I'm training in resolve, and I would like to think it's because 
Asher has decided to go to the Silver Stag not to gamble for once, but to, with the idea of that, like that devil, devil's bargain in the back of their brain of like, I am going mm -hmm. to be on high alert every time I go to this casino now, we are choosing to willingly do so to kind of get better at doing this. Yeah. So you, you get an experience point in Resolve, and because of your all's, like, crew upgrades that you have, you actually have training in Resolve for this. You actually get two experience points in Resolve. Amazing. Perfect. So uh, you are very close to an upgrade in Resolve as you go to the Silver Stag, and rather than gamble away your wants, actually practice these social situations that you may find yourself in more in the future. Um, but with downtime activities out to play, you do have a coin, Asher, if you want to do anything else, but no, no? that's, could I go reduce heat? Yes. Am I going to? Not right now. <laughs> that's fair. But with downtime activities out to play, uh, this is where we fade and close the book on this chapter of Fire in the Dark. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, I had a wonderful time with these amazing cast members. We're going to go around the bend uh, and say who everyone is. Cole had to step away, but hopefully he's back by the time we get to him. If not, I'll talk about Cole. But let's start with uh, John. Uh, thank you so much, Jamie, for the session. Incredibly, incredibly well handled. Um, uh, thank you all for watching. I'm John Downey. Uh, I'm from the Outlaws Network. Uh, there's a podcast network. If you want to check out any of the shows there, uh, you can check us out uh, at twitch.tv slash the outlaws network. Uh, and then you can find me specifically on Twitter at real John Downey. And downtime with John and Emily. Uh, well, there's a lot of things that I can specifically call out, but <laughs> uh, lots excellent. of lots of podcasts. We've, we've got some great stuff. Check out check out the Outlaws Network, and you can find all of that through through my Twitter at Real John Downey. Parker, hi, uh, I'm Parker. You can find me both on Twitch and Twitter at the Pixie Parker. I stream on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, where I mostly play dating sims, surprising absolutely nobody at this moment. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, uh, that's the main stuff that I'm doing right now. I've got a couple of projects in the back burner that are hopefully I can chat about next time. But otherwise, that's me and what I'm doing. Hell yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rue. Hello, my name is Rue. You can find me on Twitter as at Knight 13 and essentially everywhere else as just Ilana Knight without the 13. On top of being on this show, you can also catch me alternating Fridays on Bards and Brews, where I run a Tal Doray D&D 5th edition adventure, uh, as well as alternating Tuesdays on Heroes Without Limits, where I run an investigative horror system of my own design. Um, and on top of that, uh, if you're interested in curated play, I am the community and social media manager for Table Tale Games, which is a curated play network uh, today we're going dark. We don't have any games that we're playing, um, but the rest of the week, our GMs have all, we've all decided to donate our proceeds to the Bridget Alliance. So if you'd like to play a game with us, all of our proceeds this week are going directly to the Bridget Alliance for reproductive rights. Wonderful. And again, Cole had to step away, but uh, Cole is Ice Cold Brew on Twitter and Twitch. He's currently playing uh, various games, including Elden Ring, which he's playing with his partner uh, on his Twitch channel. 
so you can follow him there. He uh, also can be found here uh, on Huntsman's Hydra, not just for Fire in the Dark, but also for Denari's Half Dozen, which premiered last week. So uh, you you can get a double dose of coal uh, if you hang out here on the Huntsman's Hydra. Uh, and of course, I'm Jamie Wolf. I am an art and variety streamer where I stream on my own channel. And then of course, I run this game over here on Fire in the Dark. So check me out there uh, on Twitter. I am Jamie Wolf Art. So. Just, you know, look me up. And if you like what I do, feel free to hang around. Um, oh, speak of the devil. Here's Cole uh, returning himself. Welcome back, Cole. We were just talking about you since you weren't Hi. here. I was doing your outro for you. Uh, Hi, yeah. But uh, yeah, go, uh, go follow Cole. But yeah. uh, to close this out, uh, I want to give an absolute thank you to you, the audience, for all the money that you have donated. We have raised $220 for our justice, for uh, reproductive rights and bodily autonomy for people. And that is thanks to you. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for participating in our giveaways. And thank you so much for watching. And of course, last but not least, we have to give a wonderful shout out to our producer, Brandon Ashenworks, uh, and all that he and his amazing partner, Mischievous Red, uh, AKA Mariah, do on the Huntsman's Hydra and their own channels. So uh, from us to you, we'll see you next time, scoundrels. Have a good night.